Welcome to the Anger Management Podcast. We're, we're into season two, episode two already, I Liam. Know. can't believe it. We're back. We're, we're back. We're bad. We're... Oh, I'm I don't bald. know what we are That's anymore. why I've got a hat on. <laughs> yeah, we're sweaty. It's fucking roasting. It's proper warm in here. This is the, the dedication. Just before we came on air, we decided that anything worth doing was, was worth sweating about. <laughs> yeah, So we much. came up with rutting, um, football, um, playing in a band... And then we struggled to think of anything any good after that, sure. really. Yeah. I'd like to introduce um, my very good friend, bandmate and songwriting partner, an all-round musical genius, Glyn Meller. I haven't got a nickname for Glyn. No. Never come GV. Up. I've got too much GV, respect. Right? G- GV, yeah. Glynsville. That. That'll do. So um, <laughs> thanks for coming on, Glyn, onto the Anger Management Podcast. I know you're a bit of a, a podcast um, supporter, you, you, sure, you do like yeah. a podcast here a podcast and there. podcast enthusiast, and that and rhyme wasn't intentional. So so he's a podcast enthusiast, and somehow he's ended up on this, by the yeah, way. I know. With, with me and you. <laughs> what, what's he done wrong? From, <laughs> Joe, from Joe Rogan to us power idiots. I always thought my podcast debut would be something more uh, grandiose, but... Uh, no, 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 mate. Start at the bottom and work your way sideways. But I, say, I think we <laughs> can't, get, can't get any lower, can it? Let's be honest. <laughs> so, um... I've known Glenn now for ooh, 20 years, I suppose, nearly. It's been a while. Probably more, yeah. probably slightly more than that. Um, mainly through music, as usual, as is always the case. I know most people through music. Yeah. That, that's that's how, it, how it goes. Um, we first met on the local music scene. Glenn played in a band that were good friends of my band at the time. My band was Saving Grace, and Glenn played in a band called Blast Stereos Loud. And we were we were good pals, the two bands. We used to support each other all across the country, and particularly on the, on the local music scene. Um, eventually, I, I realised that Glenn was just awesome. Far not, too not, kind. Not bigging you up, uh, <laughs> mate, but, but, yeah, musically, just ace. So, um we ended up forming our own band after Glenn came into our band um, and played for a year or so, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And then we, we, we split up, but me and Glenn continued um, with Gaz Ryder, who's also been on the podcast in yes. season one. Um, and we formed the mighty Round in Circles, um, which is still going to this 13 years. We've been getting by ever since, right? Th- yeah. th- 13 <laughs> <Only> years. <just. laughs> so um, Glenn is, is, I'm sure you won't mind me saying this, but Glenn is... The best musical person that I know might might not be the greatest player, right? Sure, in, that I'll, I've ever known. I would take that. that I've ever known. But for me, Compl- was it a, for no, me, a compliment sandwich? Or? For me, the best person I've ever worked with musically, Glenn brings the best out of me. You always call yourself a song developer, don't you, Glenn? Yeah, Tell I enjoy us a little bit more about that. that developing and arranging songs. So that's just been, I think, my history in music of working with people who are generally good or really good songwriters. I like to big up Andy there, but worked with a lot of good um, good writers over the years <laughs> and very soon realised that that wasn't really me when it came to writing songs, especially in the beginning. I, it just didn't feel natural at all. So someone would bring me an idea and like working with yourself, you'll bring me a song and I'll be able to, whether it's guitars, just different instruments, things like that, I can. I feel like I can bring something else to the, the party. It, it's right? a very distinct uh, talent uh, and, and gift being a song developer rather than a songwriter. And a lot of, lot of songwriters can't do it. And um, for us, it's always worked brilliantly because I, I write the song or I write the idea and Glenn turns it into what I would call a radio-friendly, radio-ready yeah, yeah, song, yeah. if that makes sense, yeah. with with the, the the correct structure and the correct feel. And that's why we've all... all and, and 
it's it's a skill that's in demand these days. You have teams of production writers and uh, in pop music and. If someone wants to pay me yeah, for yeah, it, yeah. just let me know. Right? Give me a call. You can get in touch. Get I'm in currently touch out of work, so that'd be good. Get in touch and let, let us know. I'm Same surrounded well. by unemployed scumbags. Hey. Give us a wave if it's you've got climate. Give us a wave if you've got a job. Ah, put your hand down, William. That's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, let me just wipe the sweat off my sure. massive wow. forehead. You'll be there for a while. Hey. Oh, tell you what. Are you one of them who, uh, who, who says, um, I'm between jobs, Liam? Oh, you no, I'm just... I'm just scum. I've, I've been in a dead end job for the last six years and I fucked it off. So, how's that? <laughs> I've been waiting for me gyro. <laughs> I would be that guy usually. Yeah, I'm between jobs. Between, I've been between jobs for 33 years. Yeah, one in that. Can, can I have a Rolex, please? <laughs> <laughs> Getting back on track. Sorry, Sorry. again, Liam. <laughs> Sorry. So, um,. I wanted to kick off the show straight away with with the gripe that Glyn had had on his way to the studio this morning. And I thought this was something that we could talk about because it does drive me insane. And and it's um it's simple things that are made unnecessarily complex. Right? <laughs> yeah. Glyn, tell us what has kicked this one off this morning. Okay, so really interesting story here, folks. <laughs> but buckle up. So on the drive here. I thought, you know, going to be speaking for quite a while, considerable period of time, right, today. So I thought, well, I'll get some water to wet my whistle. Yeah, pretty straight. and you'll be surrounded by two horribly sweaty gentlemen. Yeah, and it's basically, plus it's yeah. a million Cooling degrees in this room, so yeah. That'd be a turn-off for some I people. Thought... <laughs> a bit weird. <laughs> I thought I'd grab some water, so went to the local Tasco for people who are in Longton, Longton Tasco. Wandered in there without a mask. Oh, you know, oh right? one of the few, are you, Glenn? Yeah, appara apparently Brilliant. it's Freedom Day, though, right? I'm sure you'll get onto that, yeah. Andy. <laughs> so, That's um, a can of worms. went to the water aisle, expecting to be, you know, spoilt for choice, water as aisle. usual. Yeah, literally. <laughs> make, makes you sound like you're on the arc, that does. <laughs> Slip and slide. See, there's Glenn and a, and, a, and a female version of Glenn that looks just the same. And they're walking down the water aisle. It together. was an aisle designated to water. All <laughs> oh, right, there we go. That's where's all Glenn? I can tell you. Where's Glenn? Oh, he's in the he's, water he's aisle. aisle. <laughs> Glenn to the water aisle, please. Glenn to the water aisle. <laughs> so, I thought I would just get a norm, normal bottle of water. Screw, screw top, obviously, because yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. sensible. Just simple, yeah. Yeah, just how, you know, what needed to be changed about that. No, uh, nothing, point, it's never right, needed point. to be changed. So I don't want a sports cap. I don't want to squirt the water into my face. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just pour it. I want to have a drink. I want to pour it into my mouth <laughs> at whatever speed I, you know, I feel like doing. And that's, I think that's, you know, I, I, I don't really expect much, you know, but quite a simple task. So I thought I'll get, get a, a bottle of water. Couldn't find hardly any screw screw tops. I don't think I could find any actually. With just plain water as well, every variety of water you could possibly think of, rather than just normal water. So I had to buy a screw top and then take the lid off. Evidence. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> oh my god. And now I've got no lid. So somebody somewhere, somebody <laughs> somewhere is a multi-millionaire for coming up with with alternate kinds of caps for drinks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> there's a fucking golem somewhere that just collects taps off bottles. It's great for sports, hence the name sports cap, yeah. right? Quick usage. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. But in that environment. Every other scenario. I literally can't think of one where that would be helpful. A, don't you <laughs> Maybe think this is a wider issue? massively a wider issue that we seem to we seem to invent things that don't need inventing 
a lot of the time. Yes. Things that you think, well, did 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 we really need to change that? You know, couldn't we just carried on with it a little bit? For <laughs> like a little smart bit longer? motorways or well, smart, smart roundabouts. Smart motorways, right? <laughs> smart or smart water. <laughs> I, I, no I endorsements. Of, I mean, no, I mean, not sponsors. One, no one sponsors, for me at yeah. the moment, guys, one for me at the moment is, is, is cars and the move to electric cars, right? Now, I understand that eventually we, we've got to phase out fossil fuels because it'll fucking run out one day, right? Yeah, I, get, I get that. Mm. I understand that, right? Tin again run out next year, though, isn't no. it? Let's be honest, right? <laughs> if Greta so, has away, it will. Well, if well, don't get me started on <laughs> Thunderbird, honestly. Thunderbird? <laughs> that girl. Uh, anyway, different, Karen, sorry, different topic, sorry, Liam. Sorry. You, you know how to get me going, <laughs> don't you? I've known you for how long? <laughs> oh, dear. So, with cars, I'm like... Well, why don't we why don't we concentrate on something that isn't batteries? And I'll tell you why. Ba- battery powered. Number one, who do you think the leading uh, the leading country in battery technology is? I'll ask you. Well, I didn't realise I were in school. You'd be standing in the corner with pop, a dunce hat on. Pop slash politics quiz. Yeah. Not sure, mate. It's China. Oh, okay. Right, okay. right, of course. So the entire Western world, apart from America, is is absolutely scampering towards battery technology, yeah. right? Strange how that's China mm. that's going to reap all the benefits from that. Okay. What the UK is a lead, the leading, the leading country in the world is the hydrogen fuel cell technology. Okay, JCP okay. is is one of the, the the big advocates of of hydrogen fuel cell. I worked there for three days, mate. Three whole days. Yeah, three Glenn. whole days. Well done, mate. Yeah, cool. Carry on. Brilliant. <laughs> three days. That pretty much sums up my whole work history. Right, carry nice, on. nice. Yeah. Three days at a time between yeah. jobs. <laughs> Really? Like it. Love, it. Like it. So, so I ask you this, right? So all these people who go, yes, but we're moving to batteries so we can save the environment and save the planet and blah, 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 blah. Okay, right, okay, I've got you. I see what you're saying. That's bollocks. Mm. It's bollocks, <laughs> though, isn't it? It's bollocks, right? And and they go, well, what do you mean? You know, we're not, we're not, we're not using any fossil fuels and we're not putting anything out into the atmosphere, we're not belching rubbish out into the atmosphere. And I simply go, right, okay. So you know when you plug your car in, right? You plug it in the wall, right? If you've had a special thing built on the side of your house and you plug it in there, right? Where do you think that fucking power's coming from? <laughs> Ask yourself, where's that coming from? Natural. Yeah. What's what's happening there? Is it is it coming from the, the sky or just are you willing that power into your yeah. car, into those batteries? No, I'll tell you where it's coming from. It's coming from a fucking power station. <gasps> no. Yeah, how about that for a no. revelation? Power... Hmm. Coming from a fucking power station, right? Incredible. And I hate to break this to all you eco-warriors, most power stations are still burning fossil fuels. No. Yeah. We've got some nuclear ones. We've got some windmills knocking around, right, in the North Sea. Right? We've got a bit of wave power, but most of it still comes from burning a big shitload of stuff. Right? But you know right now, there'll be Sharon driving a Fiat 500, in an electric-powered Fiat 500, and she'll just it have a nightmare. Th- three three <laughs> miles range they've got. Yeah. Me and my missus have been looking for a new car. We've had a new car, right? And we, we were... we. I didn't want one, but we had a look at these um, electric minis. I was like, yeah, they're pretty cool, pretty smart, they are. And I says to the, the girl girl who was the, the saleswoman, I says, so what's the range on these now? You know, now the battery technology is yeah, improved. Yeah. She says, 120 miles. What? I said, 120 fucking miles? Oh, Jesus Christ. I said, I, said I, live out, I live out in the middle of nowhere near all the I couldn't get shopping back with 120 <laughs> fucking miles. 
absolute man, and they're trying to fucking sell us these these on on the premises. We'd, we'd be saving the environment. And I'm sorry. One day, maybe when all the power stations aren't fossil mm-hmm. burning power stations, and when you can actually go, you know, a thousand mile in your car. What if you want to do a trip across Europe? You know what I mean? You're fucked, aren't you? You literally go from village to village through France, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. One village at a time. Absolute bollocks. Absolute bollocks. (laughs) But when you're thinking about the environment, if you're trying to, quote-unquote, save the environment, then just destroying it slightly slower surely isn't the answer. It's very much good. Exactly. I I love that, though. It's like uh, like when you're at school and it's like, oh, we're we're recycling, you know. Oh, right, because me recycling this can of coke is going to save the world you know and stuff like that and an analogy i've always used is um if you're in a room full of smokers there's 50 people in a room and and 40 smoke and 10 people are like oh no clean the air that air is going to be fucking filthy isn't it so no matter how you stance on it like i'm going to be clean i'm not going to smoke and the air is going to be clean no it's not because there's 40 other people smoking in this room so no matter what you do it's going to be filthy I, it, it, it's it's a strange uh, it's a strange conundrum that we've created for ourselves. Like Glenn says, where we're trying to save the uh, save the environment by not fucking it up slightly slower. <laughs> <laughs> and at no point does anyone go, ah, oh, come come on, we, we can do better than that. You know, we I surely. Like. You know, I like. The... I love. I love people like Lewis Hamilton as well. Me, me favourite, Lewis Watch. Oh, we haven't done Lewis Watch for a while. Lewis Watch, great win yesterday for him. By the way, I enjoyed that. I was going to say, I caught him on the news. I love him as a racer. Can't stand him as a human being. Just, just drives me insane. Great Full personality. He's constantly telling me, a working class person with no money, how to live my life. When he's a multi, multi millionaire and one of the most famous people in the yeah. world, he wh- tells me how to save the environment whilst flying around in his own fucking jet. And where right. does he live? Um, it's at that place where they don't pay tax. Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's Monaco. Um, there you go. Oh yeah, you know where all job? the rich and wealthy live. Isn't that weird? And as I as I keep saying to him, you know, Louis, if you're that bothered about equality, give all your money away to poor poor ethnic minorities. Give it all away. No one's stopping you. Oh, no one will go. No, you can't do that, Louis. Get you get your hundred million pounds, right? Go into the inner city and yeah. literally give it away in cash to all the underprivileged, all the people who've got no privilege, right? Yeah. Give it give it away. This I'll, is... I'll applaud you. Brilliant. <clears throat> Stand by your convictions, mate. Go for it. This I'm is going to lead on to what we discussed the other day, actually. Richard Branson flying into space when people are dying on the streets from who are malnourished. Yeah, yeah. So, like... I've just realised I haven't had my headphones on. It's probably for the best. Yeah. You can hear They're us on now, lads. I can hear your silky voices. So, Ooh. you've got a guy who decides he needs to fly into space, already one of the richest men on the planet, when people can't afford to eat. Yeah. Just there's people everywhere who can't afford to pay the bills, put food on the table you know, put braces on the kids, but I'll go into space and you should all just sit there and watch me enjoy yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's, it's true, but it's a, it's a waste you, of time. If in I my had opinion. loads of money like that, I wouldn't I wouldn't virtue signal and pretend that I wanted to help the masses. I'd go fly into but that, space. But that's Sorry, fine. lads, but but, I just would. But that's fine. I actually think if you were saying, look, I don't want to help people. 
again. You, you're being quite may, forward may, about maybe, saying that. Maybe, maybe. I've maybe I've phrased that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't Ooh. mean that I don't want to help people. I just mean that if I want to go into space and I've earned that money through sure. setting my company up, then I'm going to fly into yeah. space, right? I come back down and, and out Marcus Rashford out when I've I've finished. You know, oh, that's God. fine. That's fine. I'm not bothered. Or <laughs> well, Lewis Hamilton because cool. he's short of money as well. Well, there you go. But I, I just think a lot of it comes down to virtue signalling at the end of the day. It's very very easy. There was the guy out of um, oh, what's the program called? Um, oh, I can't remember on Netflix. Anyways, it's a TV. Uh, um, it's like a Spielberg kind of kind of series. Another not another. Oh, I can't remember. Asking me about TV shows. Anyway, no way. before I no before problem. I just ruin the segment with not being able to remember. <laughs> it's a show on TV. It's dead dead well known at the moment. And it, the guy came out there and he's a famous actor, and he was basically championing the um, the virtues of socialism. Right, and it was like, but but hang on a minute, you're you're sitting here saying everything should be split equally and everything should be give away all your money then, mate. Practice. There's nothing stopping. You. We don't have to have a socialist government for you to be a practicing socialist. If you believe in these things, I'm totally on board with you. That's fine. You can believe those things. But practice what you preach. Don't sit here saying me with no money or Liam here with no job or Glenn with no job. We should be practicing <laughs> socialism whilst you get paid two million pounds for every episode of that TV yeah, program yeah, that yeah. you do. Right. What you can do is fuck off. Right. You're, you're a cunt. Let's be honest. You're a cunt in that situation. If you believe what you're saying, give all your money away. Give it, give it away. No one's going to stop you. No, no one's going to say no. You can't do, can't do that. We're a, we're a capitalist country. Can't give you money away. Because no, being in a capitalist country means you can do whatever the fuck you want with your money, mate. So give it away. You know what he could do though, if you don't want his money, he could just buy us a brew. Oh, Liam, <laughs> tell the listeners how they can buy us a brew, See mate. What I did this is what it's all See about. That was a great link, oh, mate. I'll link that. No, obviously, you can find us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where you can see our handsome mugs, or you might look at us and think, fucking hell, that Liam's got a massive forehead. You might think, oh, God, <laughs> he's, he's, he's here he's today, rough. so you've only got the second biggest Rivaled. forehead in the oh, room, sweet. mate. Sweet, get in. Uh, and obviously, you can find us on all those platforms, Anger Management Studios, or you can find us on Twitter, Anger Managed Pod. And also, why not support the podcast in any way, shape, or form from a pound? £200. Uh, like I said, that check's still not come through from Steve Jobs yet, Andy, but I do keep checking my post. It's only a matter um, of time. Richard Branson might be sending us a few mm. couple of quid, um, but luck. you never know. But honestly, yeah, any donation that you give to us supports the podcast 100%. We don't pocket it. We don't go to the pub and think, <laughs> fuck all those people that donated to us. We don't. Like it, 100% goes to the podcast, microphones, lights, and obviously it helped build this beautiful studio that we are in right now. We're going to have a first song. Of, uh, of the podcast. We're, we're trying to trim the podcast down a little bit this week. <laughs> yeah. We noticed upon recording last week with Rich, the rollercoaster sumner, that we've been talking shit for almost three hours. Yeah. Um, we need to trim it down a bit, guys. So those those like three of you across the world who like it being three yeah, hours, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. but we're going to have to disappoint no. you. My mist- I got in and my missus was like, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> and I was like, I've been recording podcasts. She was like, for... Th- how long? I'm like, all right, okay. If you want to cut down this episode, feel free to just edit me out completely. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be sound. We're gonna we're gonna have a track by the DDEs. I assume that's how you pronounce it. Uh, the a bunch of lads from Manchester can't actually remember the name of the song. We will let you know the name of the song when we come back. I'll read you a little bit of blurb about the DDEs. Manchester band are Dan Brown. Well, Dan Brown, taking a break from writing those killer novels. There Good you on go. you, Dan. There you go. Uh, John Page, Paul Gallagher, 
Um, staying true to the city's famous indie roots, the talented three-piece construct toe-tapping tracks formulated around face-melting riffs and haunting melodies. Anything that's face-melting gets my vote. Yeah, about and they're so. from Manchester, and they've got one of them's called Gallagher. I was just about as well. to say yeah, that. Yeah, right. Ooh, just the boxes about tick that. there, lads. So uh, the DDEs, let's, let's check it out. Cool. Let's have a listen. Let's do it. There may, Madam Deputy Speaker, be a, a virus one day that threatens our very way of life. But this isn't it.
Welcome back to the Anger Management Podcast. That was the DDEs. I know the name of the song now. Oh, go on. It's You Gotta Shout It Out. What? The, the name D-D's. of the song. Oh, you were trying to get me with that oh, one, weren't you, Liam? The Old school. So, um, yeah, the DDEs. I loved that. I thought it sounded like Supergrass, personally. I, I absolutely love. It's a good comparison. I went grungy Supergrass, but I, in, a, in a good way, yeah. for sure. Liam. Yeah, no, it was quite good. Yeah, like I said, very Britpop 90s-esque. Kinks sort of yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. Kinks nineties. No, no get, sorry. get your brain sorted. I know, sorry, lads. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> only thirty years out, mate. Don't I worry. know it's all right. <laughs> Great song. Thanks, Flip that thanks for that. Uh, thanks for the DDS for that. Um, <laughs> if you would like your music featured on the Anger Management podcast, please get it sent in. Liam will tell you where. Yeah, you can text us. Uh, text the fucking. I'm going radio. That's gone. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. gone. That's now. right. Do you want a job? <laughs> <laughs> Draft Fuck me in. You. you can text the studio on 48215. Uh, no, obviously, get in touch with us on all our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, like I've said before, Twitter seems to be the main one. Uh, just send us a DM. That's all you've got to do. And uh, yeah. A danger mouse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, crumbs DM. <laughs> Fuck off. DM. That's how the kids see it, Liam. Send us a message. You're nearly 30, mate. Come I know, but Slide into the DMs. Stop, yeah, stop. <laughs> slide into the danger mouses. Stop trying to get down with the trumpets, mate. Down with the kids. Come on. Sorry. Touch your 30. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> anyway, I wanted Moving to touch on. I wanted to touch on a, a, something that really frustrates me, being, being a musician and being an artist. While I don't profess to be the greatest singer in the world by any stretch of the imagination, I'm not Mariah Carey. You know. You're pretty good, though, mate. Th- I'll th- give you that. Thanks, mate. Thanks. I do, right. I do know that I am competent as a singer. Um, it's been my profession for 30 years, so I know I'm not too bad at it. Reasonable. Yeah. yeah I'm, 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 re- you know, I'm not Chris Cornell, but I'm, I'm okay. I should hope you're not Chris Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that, uh, you'd yeah, be that. having reanimate me, wouldn't you? You're about to say. <laughs> but um, something that kills me constantly, and this is sort of two topics in one, really. Singers who think they are the greatest singer in the world mm. and are completely and utterly tone deaf. These are the people that are on the, the early episodes of X Factor every year. I thought you said you wouldn't talk about me like that again. <laughs> Sorry, Gwen. Damn. Oh. Yeah, the therapist had said I couldn't bring that up. <laughs> Not again. But you know exactly what I'm talking about here. Me, me and Glenn performed um, a couple of weeks ago at a, at a show. Um, and there was a, a certain artist on at a certain point in the show. And in 33 years of performing, I have never, ever, in all that time, heard anything that bad, e- ever, ever. Wow. This, this, this lady performed a song of mine... A favourite song of mine, I should say. No, I didn't write a cover. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Stevenson cover. cover. Um, it's one of my very favourite tracks, and it made me it made me want to run out in front of a bus. It was <laughs> we was counted good we counted good. three <laughs> three different keys that she sang it in, mm. and none of the three were anywhere near oh, correct. For fuck's sake. Oh, oh, Liam, I've never but but I can accept people who are bad singers. Not you know, there's only a small percentage of people that can sing properly that it's it's a gift at the end of the day it's an art right just just like i can't paint for example i'm the worst drawer in the world mm. people have talents in different areas but what i can't get is this we've managed to create a a, a scenario in society where people think that they're good at things that they're not and 
singing is the is the perfect example. This person should never, ever, ever... She shouldn't sing in the shower, Liam. It should be illegal. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right. No, no, Glenn, how bad was it? Please back me up here. Yeah, it, it was... It was... Really bad. Oh, it was cringeworthy. And to make it even worse, all the other people that have been on the bill were all good. Right? Oh, okay. so all the other artists were all good, all good singers, good bands, etc. which just made it even worse. It and was challenging to listen it, to. So that, come that, shake that, on, that's then. diplomatic, mate. Sure, well, that is diplomatic. I tried to exercise diplomacy. <laughs> <laughs> Try, yeah. But it was how this woman talked after the after the show, after she performed and before she performed. Oh, you would think that this person was Christina Aguilera. Oh, right? she went a prone arse, was she? Oh, I, I and convinced. Obviously, no one had ever had the balls to just go. Don't you? You shit. Yeah, you yeah. completely shit. Yeah, you take up stamp collecting or something. Just don't ever go near a microphone ever again. And she performed with her fella, didn't she, as a duo? We weren't fucking out in the stream. Were he it? wasn't. Too, he wasn't too bad. <laughs> he was. He was in comparison to her. He was like Pavarotti. Fucking right. Hell. But at no point, I mean, however long he's been with this girl, if this was my wife, the first time she ever opened the chops and said, yeah, I'll sing with you, I'd go, yeah, great, okay, let's hear you. And she'd, she'd say three words, and I'd go, I'll stop you right there, duck. Right, stop you right there. I love you and everything, but never, ever, ever sing in my presence <laughs> ever again because that's fucking shite, right? Why hasn't, why hasn't her husband said that to her, Glenn? Maybe... You wouldn't lead with that. I mean, you probably would. I absolutely yeah, yeah, would. Constructive probably. criticism. Like, I think it's important, definitely. Yeah, no, I do. But, but there's no amount of constructing that will ever make that good. That's sure. the point. It, constructive, <laughs> constructive criticism is great for somebody who you go, okay, I can see that. I can see where you're heading, and I can see what needs to be done to take you to the next level and make mm. improvements. And one day, you'll sit there, and I'll be like, that's really good, right? This is where you that's were six cons- months ago. Yeah, this is where yeah. you are now. If like. this woman had professional singing lessons from, from, like I say, from Christina Aguilera for the next six months, she would still make people jump off bridges, right? <laughs> that's how shite it was. Fucking hell. Yeah, no, 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 it's true, though. And this happens all the time. It happens in football as well. Yeah, I was going to say this is a transfer really from whether it's singing, sports, it happens across the board. I mean, having experience of going to uh, the USA, you get that tenfold. Well, we'll just we'll just set the yeah. scene for listeners there, Glenn. Um, Glenn um, has done a lot of work over in America, um, working with young people yeah. uh, on ho- holiday camps, isn't it? Well, Glenn? it's it's, Explain it's a basically bit. summer camps. So you would class it as outdoor adventure. So there's things like high ropes that can go water skiing, you know, stuff like that. But whatever skills that you would have as a human being, you can take those with you and teach them effectively. Right, so, so you stayed in on your own a lot then, yeah, did you, Yeah, and did mate? nothing. <laughs> so, cheers, mate. So, <laughs> maybe this is me thinking about myself in that same way. But no, I, uh, like, as I would say, health and fitness is something that I care a lot about. Music, you know, other things. Oh, lots of sports, football, sports. you know, things like that. So, you can take those skills and teach them effectively. So, um, worked at a place in Maine and a place in Wisconsin. Two places a little bit out in the sticks, I would I would say. But, yeah, I had really great experiences there. But, yeah, worked with a lot of people who, you know, very talented, very talented people. And But it leads back to your point of, well, there's going to be some people who aren't so good at something. And I've, I'm a thorough believer in saying that, look, that's okay. 
Like you're, yeah, you're yeah. not very good it's at something, right. and you that's can't all right. Be rubbish at it if you I'm enjoy terrible it, yeah. at lots of things. I'm I'm okay with that. Like it doesn't mean that I don't want to not try and be better at those things. But it's okay to say to someone like I think what should be maybe in a more again diplomatic in a more way. Diplomatic way. But yeah, like, yeah. Maybe you need to work on that a bit. <laughs> right? But or, or maybe you should try try. Just try something else, you but, know. Let's see if you're any good at it. Because I'm, I'm a believer, Glenn, that everybody is good at something. Yeah, right. I'm a firm believer in that. I think you can take any person in the world, yeah, and and they'll be good at something. And I think, I think, unfortunately, most people never find out what what they're good at because you can't try everything, can you? Just, you chat, think, just chatting shit count. I'm, I'm yeah, just yeah, you're for pretty, a mate, pretty like. good at that. <laughs> just asking for a mate. I'll well, give you that one, oh, Liam. <laughs> but but the point remains that I believe that that people. That we we as a society should have enough about us to say to people, no, that's not for you. Mm. Again, try, I'm trying to be diplomatic now, but saying that's not for you. Don't waste your time doing that. Find something that you are good at that you you can be decent at. Yeah, yeah. And I, I particularly believe that's the case in in art forms when you're when you're performing in front of people, particularly if it's a paying audience. You should be good at what you do. It's as simple as that. You should be good. Even if you're up and coming, a band is a perfect example. If you're up and coming and you're in a, in a band and you've, you know, you've only been playing for six months or whatever it is, you should still, you should still have the basics down. If you, you've got people coming to watch you, you should still have the basics down because people are parting with the money yeah. to watch you deliver art and you should be competent. You, you should, yeah, and course. I believe that. But it comes back to football. Football's a great example. I don't think it exists as much in football because if you get someone turn up for your local Sunday league side and you have your first, I don't know, your first pre-season friendly and this person's dog shit, mm. you you know it's apparent straight away. And the manager will will literally say, "Mate, there's there's no point coming because you're not going to get played." There's definitely a difference, right? Because you've got people in music; it's artistic expression, yeah, and it's based on opinion. When you actually play a sport, there's real time feedback telling you. If and you're the actually any good, yeah, of course. So, I mean, yeah. it still happens, though, like as you alluded to, parents. <laughs> and I think that, you know, who am I to talk about parenting? I don't have any kids, but Andy's got kids, certainly about Liam. No, no, no right. kids. So, like, got to have sex first. I, I, de- <laughs> I, de- I figure de- out what that weird <laughs> thing between his legs is for. <laughs> I definitely can't comment on, on having kids, but I would say that as a parent, you would like to try and discuss those things with your kids, yeah, right? Like, well, Maybe you're not so great at that, but let's try something else. Mm. So, and and that, again, that's fine. But my, my my son's the perfect example for this, Glenn. I, I, as you guys know, I'm I'm an avid footballer. I was a semi-pro yeah. footballer, and I've played a decent standard f- for my whole career. But before I retired, um, my dad was a semi-pro footballer. My great uncle was a pro footballer. It's in the family. We're footballers and we're sport mad. I still to this day cricket, golf, tennis, everything. My son has no interest in sport, mm. and you know what? He's not any good. And I, I can, I'm, I'm a big enough person to say my son's crap at football, <laughs> right? Yeah. But he doesn't enjoy it, and he's not very good at it. So you know what? I don't encourage him to be a footballer. Yeah, so why would you feel the need to push exactly? That on him? And yeah. I, I, you know, I don't sit there saying son, don't play football because you're shit. But I don't push it on him. I, I, I say, all right, we'll go and play some piano or because he's musical. He's, he's very much like a lot of kids are these days. It's all about technology and stuff, which I don't really understand. Yeah. But I'll try and encourage him in that because I know, I know he's good at it. You, you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Glenn's right when he, when he. Alerts to parents 
and you see so many parents who, for some reason, they think that the the kid's going to be the next Ariana Grande, and and you're like, do you realise? Do you yeah. realise how talented that girl is? Right? Whether yeah. you like her as an artist or not is irrelevant. Do you realise how unbelievable? unbelievably talented that girl is and she's literally one in a billion people yeah. right your kid isn't going to be that person right so stop pushing it on them stop stop filling their heads with bullshit and it's all this follow your dreams right it's all oh, follow your dreams you can achieve whatever you want no you can't do you, do you think bollocks do you think parents, bollocks do you think parents should like stop trying to get trying to compare the kid or trying to Said to the kids, oh, you could be like Ariana Grande, you could be like Lady Gaga or whatever. Don't compare yourself to other people. Like, do your own thing. If you want to be a grime artist and you're from Surrey, then fair enough. Or, or Go or, for it. Or whatever. But, like, you do what you're passionate about and do what you love. And I think if you've got that passion, that drive, that determination, you're going to put that extra 100% in or something like that. If, Like, if I asked... Andy to go and sweep streets. He's got no fucking bother because he's not interested. But if he were passionate about sweeping streets, we'd you'd have do an awesome job. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd know, do an awesome yeah, job. You'd do a better job. But... Good sweep. I did play sweeper as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was sweeper for several of my sides at school. Our school played sweeper. Did it was great. Like Lothar Mateus was, but with long blonde hair. Yeah, back in the day. Last um, German. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just putting it out there. <laughs> Just saying. Um, I wanted to. Um, <laughs> I wanted to move on to to a little topic that that really has been frustrating me recently, and uh, me and Liam touched on this before you arrived, Glenn. Um, it's this. We we seem to have a, a situation now in modern society where we are celebrating people being unhealthy and overweight, mm. and I am not on board with that in the slightest bit. I'm going to say straight from the off, I understand there's different body shapes. People are all different. Oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with if, if you're curvy, if you're skinny, if you're tall, if you're small. It doesn't matter. But I feel we're approaching a, uh, a point where being overweight, which is inherently unhealthy, mm -hmm. right, is we are trying to paint that as normal and okay, and I don't believe that it is. I really don't believe that it is. Yeah. It's something like 90% of admissions to hospital um, are based around people being overweight and unhealthy, right? So the link is plainly obvious, even even in layman's terms, to people like us, we're not doctors, right? But we understand. I know Glenn is massively into fitness. I know Liam went ran the shop once three months ago um, <laughs> and told everyone about it on the radio for two weeks. Yeah, and then put it all back on. Yeah, yeah, then put it all back on again. <laughs> uh, obviously, I'm, I'm an avid sports person. I, I'm not saying people, you know, people who are stone overweight or something here. I'm on about people who are... People who are overweight to the detriment of, of the general life. Mm -hmm. And we're starting to see a point now where we've, Liam mentioned earlier, we, we've got we've got models mm, that are yeah. being put on adverts, they're put on TV, they're put on the internet. Like catwalks and, and stuff and like these, that. And these aren't people, these aren't people who, who are curvy. These are people who are unhealthy, mm. right? And we seem to be peddling this myth that it's okay to be 10 stone overweight. And, it's not and health. It's, it's not. about your it's health. It's really though, isn't it? not. Surely. It's not right for yourself. It's not right for your family and your loved ones. And it's not right. I'm going to put this out there. It's not right for me to have to pay your fucking bills at hospital with my tax money. 
No, it's it's not. It That's would help not right. the financial situation of the world, I'm sure. But you're opening up a huge topic here, bringing on someone who That's has co- what we do with the uh, Ang Management podcast, mate. Onto a podcast and raise up this question because it's yeah, it's huge for sure. Like, there's a lot of things you could say about this. Um, I, I try and be on again the side of well, what things can we actually do to prevent that? And a lot of it's really basic and it's not cool and it's not sexy or fun which is what fitness is shown to you know shown to the the general audiences it should be really interesting and sometimes it's not you just got to do the really mundane things repeatedly well over periods of time and that's it i mean yeah there's like andy says it's going to be people who who struggle for so so many different reasons and um it's you can't just it's very individual you can't just make blanket statements about that stuff but yeah this is huge on the internet currently in the fitness world of yeah. people commenting on things about this yeah so yeah it's very current but also quite a, quite a serious topic the anger management podcast goes serious <laughs> so it's the serious <laughs> segment here on the anger management podcast but yeah i mean yeah. it's it's hard to say difficult things to people right and that's kind of what you've alluded to with the singing thing as well right like but we've got to have those conversations without people just getting really mad and pissed off how can we actually go well is this a good thing and how can we uh, navigate it in a better way but Uh, absolutely i I couldn't agree agree more with you there glenn and I, i think like you say it's not the fact that that some people are overweight it's not the fact that um that some people are unhealthy that bothers me particularly. It's the it's the way that media, social media, advertisement, it's the way that it's being portrayed at the moment that being overweight and unhealthy is okay. Cause because it's not. It's not okay for you as an individual. It's gonna kill you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how, yeah, how, how yeah. to dress it up better yeah. than that. It will kill you. If you're if you're ten stone overweight your chances of living to a ripe old age have fallen dramatically, right? Yeah. yeah. And these are the same people that wear face masks. Let's let's remember this, guys, right? These Segway. are the same virtue-signaling people who sit there at 10 stone or 15 stone overweight going, yeah, I'm wearing a face mask so I don't get COVID and die. And I sit there and going, and you've, you've, how many takeaways you had this week? Yeah, exactly. I, I, and I'm sorry, but... That is nothing to do with health. It's nothing to do with safety. It's simply to do with following the herd and virtue signaling, right? Because if you cared about your health, you wouldn't be 10 stone overweight, would you? Mm. Right? So it's bollocks. It And, and I, again, I know I say the word bollocks a lot on this show. <laughs> bollocks. But it's, it just seems like, again, I don't feel like the media should be portraying being unhealthy, being in, no, inherently unhealthy and overweight should not be portrayed as being cool and sexy yeah it shouldn't because it's not but we're also saying as well and i think what andy's trying to touch on as well is like we're not saying on polar opposite end at scale like we're not saying everyone should be stick thin no 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 like end of day like obviously you, you're comfortable in your own skin people, and you people, do what you Liam, do, but... people are health individual people are healthy at different weights yeah, and course, different body yeah. sizes of course they are i'm not i'm not a skinny i've got a bit of a one pack and I, you know glenn's a fit you fit bloke he, try, he, mate, yeah. he, he, he teaches <laughs> He's fitness at the end of the day, so he's a fit guy. Me and you aren't particularly fit. I've just you've, got a keg. You've got a keg <laughs> brew in there. You know what I mean? But what I'm saying is, is is people 
<laughs> I Save feel like I'm a, I feel like I'm a healthy person in the yeah, main. Yeah, I've got yeah. a bad back, but there's nothing I can do about that, right? I feel like I'm a, I'm a healthy person. I exercise frequently. I don't smoke. I very, yeah. very rarely drink, and I look after myself to the best of my ability, right? I'm never going to sit here with a sick back, mainly because I don't want to, because I like food too much. I love Same. eating nice food, right? I'd rather have nice food than, than maintain a sick back. It's as simple as that, right? But what I'm not is 10 stone overweight and having go to hospital, have my ankles rebuilt because I've had carry weight round. Yeah, but, but yeah, no, you know, know what it I mean? That's exactly, yeah, that, yeah. that's exactly what goes down. And just, you know, I know people, don't get me wrong, I know people who were, who were a few stone overweight, but who were grafters and work hard and, yeah, and, exactly. they're, and they're fit, they're fit and strong. But maybe it's the job that means, you know, if, if you're, you're doing a manual job, it can often help to have a bit of weight behind you, you know. And, and I'm not saying that these people aren't healthy, right? What I'm on about is the, the people who are grossly overweight, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're only... I know there's always exceptions to the rule and there could be somebody with a thyroid problem or whatever it may be, but I'm on about 99% of cases, people are, o are overweight and unhealthy for two reasons. One, they eat too much, and two, they don't exercise enough. Don't it's enough. not rocket science, guys. And I feel that as long as we in, in media keep uh, keep promoting the fact that being overweight is cool then this isn't going to going to help the situation at all but also the opposite becomes a problem of people being portrayed as having a sex pack as being fit yeah, and yeah, healthy yeah because it's yeah. not necessarily it's, that's actually the opposite extreme end of the spectrum exactly, usually Glenn. which is linked to exercise addiction and it doesn't make that person wrong for doing that but it's not sustainable so it's another thing that could potentially be a problem so it doesn't make yeah. again either end wrong but it's just something that we should probably think about more but that leads into the idea of quick fixes versus things that take hard work like it's really well, again, difficult to do things doing takes yeah. a bit of sweating, a bit of sweat, it, right yeah that's yeah. A good. as simple as that you're not gonna wake up one morning and you're gonna body your dreams are you like life just doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah you've got to work hard for it like so. and I, I do want to make it apparent to those to those listening that that we're not against when we're, we're not griefing people who might be a bit overweight when we're not i'm not having a go at anybody who, who's got a, a different body shape or a different no, or who's not. a different size that's not what we're trying to say well not what i'm trying to say anyway i'm just trying to say that that we should stop peddling being unhealthy as being cool and being fashionable. It's I, almost that, that should not be happening. Irrelevant when you're thinking about are you overweight? Have you got a six pack? There are two extreme examples. But then you could go, well, it's not really that what we're talking about. It's are you making, you know, your lifestyle factors, the choices that you're making day to day, are going to lead you in one direction or the other generally. So can we just make better decisions? Yeah. I think, and that's... Well, that's it is 2021. It. When when was the last time a, a good decision was made? Well, it's been yeah, a while. A while ago. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> I want to play another song, guys. Um, we're going to have a song by, by an artist called Pennant Bray. Um, and we've been sent this track. I'll tell you, I've got the track name this time, guys. I've actually written it down this time. It's called El Camino. El Camino. El Camino, yes. Um, I haven't listened to this. I have no idea it's what it's like. It's a car, right? We've got a little... Yeah, I thought <laughs> yeah, it was a I car. Think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, little, little bit of blur. Pen and Bray has released nine albums, wow. which his most recent being Cinema. His two films stream on Amazon Prime Video, The Astro, Astronaut 
and two below zero. So it sounds like a, a multi-talented gentleman. Yep. So um, thanks for sending this in to us. Stylistically, what are we? I have absolutely no idea. Not sure. Um, okay, he, cool. he is located in Vancouver, though. Maybe maybe a Canucks fan. I don't know. <laughs> We've gone across the Sa- pond again. Senators fan here, mate. So um, you should be privileged <laughs> that grief. I'm playing a Canuck, Canucks song on this. <laughs> a Canucks song. So um, we'll get to it. Uh, this is this is pen and break. Let's check it out, guys. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Anger Management Podcast with me, are. Andy Stevenson. Me, Liam Subcox. 
And meet Glenn Mellon. Yeah, there oh. it is. Put you on the spot there, Glenn, and you uh, survived. Brilliant. I'm wiping my brow for people that <laughs> listen to the audio. That was uh, that was Penn and Bray with El Camino. I really enjoyed that track as well. Yeah. Um, another another absolute belter yeah, here on so the far. podcast. Um, I thought that was great. Um, Penn and Bray uh, can be found in all the usual places. He's on Facebook, um, Spotify, Spotify, iTunes, all that sort of thing. So is this one gentleman or is this a band? I I think this is one gentleman, yeah, Penn and Bray. The the photos on his Facebook page seem to be of him. Um, So, uh, yeah, Penn and all the way from Vancouver, Canada. So uh, thanks very much for sending us that in. I I really enjoyed that. We are an international podcast, by the way. Well, yes. Strangely, even though we are the number two podcast in uganda no one sent us any ugandan music (laughs) yet i'm quite disappointed so you ugandans we know you love us get us some of your your music and we have no idea what ugandan music's like so we would definitely love to feature some here on the anger management podcast i'd be i'd be fine definitely um so i wanted to uh i wanted to move on um to a topic i wanted to discuss guys (laughs) which is um people who who have no i call it life sense so these these are the kind of people who you talk to them and you wonder how they manage to get through every single day because mm. they have no knowledge of life at all of how things work or how like how how you pay your bills or how you sort out when something goes wrong how you sort it out right yeah. like they've been like they've lived in a cave yeah, to yeah. the age of like 35 and then they've popped their head out and gone all right okay uh what's going on here then what do i do <laughs> And these kind of people kill me every time. I, I'll start with, with an ex-girlfriend of mine. I won't mention her name. She was lovely, actually. She was from Watford, okay? Oh, right, okay. And she was a proper Watford lass. Babe. She was one of them. Babe. Oh, what, babe? Babe. <laughs> you fancy me. She, she was one of them. That was an that impression that, that, way, that didn't sound German uh, then, Liam. Well done, mate. the bitches. <laughs> Liam's the only person in the history of Winston Churchill impressions to do a Winston and Chir- Winston Churchill impression that sounded like he was doing Hitler. The irony. It right? was yeah. insane. The German, Optimus Prime German, was that bad, though, is yeah, it? Yeah, do your Prime. My name is Optimus Prime. Yeah, we like that one. <laughs> the Decepticons. That's, that's good. That's actually really good. I love I like that, that your face lights up on the radio. Yeah, 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 every Saturday is like, do the Optimus Prime, do, Liam. Just do, do the Optimus, Liam. Prime. It makes me day every time. Brings a little smile to my face. Nostalgia. So, um, so Jade, Jade was one of these people. And Jade was... <clears throat> It's horrible to say thick. I've just said a name as well again. I'm, about I'm, to say, I'm, I'm sure she wouldn't mind. I was thinking that. I'm sure she wouldn't mind. <laughs> Jade, Jade, was, Jade was one of the funniest people I've ever met. She was just funny all the time, right? With that accent as well, which made it even funnier. You remember her, Glenn? Yep. She's just funny all the time. But Jade was, Jade was one of those people who sometimes I just used to think, where have you been your yeah, entire yeah. life? Like, where, have, have you just had your head in a washing machine or something? Where have you been? And this is the kind she'd never heard of JFK. JFK, mm. right? Didn't, didn't know who Margaret Thatcher was. Don't they make diggers? Didn't, no, didn't, know, who, didn't know who the Beatles were. Didn't know who the Beatles wow. were. I had to introduce yeah. her to the Beatles, right? That's unusual. But she say. was she yeah, was one of say. these people, and <laughs> I just used to think, how do you have no pop culture like knowledge at all? And the story I'm going to tell is from it. It was from a Christmas years ago. My car had broke down and was in the garage. Strange. So we had, well, yeah, that shock, never happens. Shock does it? Car, <laughs> <laughs> me and cars. <laughs> so um, we'd had to go on the bus to do some Christmas shopping, 
up in the city, right? So we've got an I hate buses. They're everything I can't stand. Loads of people, cramped, claustrophobic. I, I just hate it at the best of times. So we're coming back. It's like 8 o'clock in the evening, yeah. the day, night before Christmas Eve, I think it was, and this bus is rammed. And um, we're standing up, me and Jade. We'd actually, because I always do this, and listeners, if you're a young person listening, you should always do this. Give up your seat to old people, right? Yeah. That's something that never happens anymore, but you should, right? And we'd given up our seats to an old couple so that they could have a sit down. And we're coming through a place called Bucknell, right? You guys know Bucknell. It's yeah. sort of on the outskirts as you come out of the city. And um, there's, a, there's a, a Chinese takeaway in Bucknell, and it's called the Great Wall, right? Okay, so we're driving. You've got to remember this bus is packed in. Jade, Glyn can remember Jade. When Jade spoke, it was never in hushed tones. Oh, shall, shall, shall we'll, no we'll put it like that. It was just <laughs> loud as fuck all the time, right? What was she like in the sack? <laughs> loud as fuck. I'm anyway, not going to say anything there. Sorry, yeah, my, uh, my wife listens to this podcast, oh, so uh, I'm going to cut you off there, mate. Sorry. Um, tumbleweed. tumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Jinx. Oops. Nice. <laughs> um, so we drive. We, we we go past on this bus, and I'm uncomfortable anyway. All these people on there, it's grim. And I just remember, she looks out the window. She goes, "Babe, <laughs> babe, babe." Fucking trigger and warning. I said, I said, <laughs> Jesus. What, what? What? Jade? What's up? And she says, "Why the fuck? Why the fuck would you call your Chinese restaurant a great fucking wall?" <laughs> In front of 100 people on this bus, and I looked at her expecting a like, laugh, and she's just going, like, with this frowning face on. Dead obviously. serious. And I went, you know, the, the great the great wall. And she went, yeah, the great fucking wall. I was like, the, the great wall. And I could see all these people the looking at her. All these people looking at her going, oh, my God, what a moron. <laughs> and I goes... The, the Great Wall of China, Jade, you know, the, the only visible object from space built by man. And she went, never fucking heard of it, babe. And I was like, how can you possibly be oh an adult and never have heard of the Great Wall of fucking China? How old was she at this point? Oh, I don't know, mate. Maybe, maybe 20, yeah. something yeah. like that, 1920, right? I, I, and that's the kind of person that I'm on about here, right? And, and like I say, Jade was great. She was she was cool and she was funny. But, God, she was thick sometimes. Mm. And I don't understand how you could, especially in this day and age where information is so readily Abundant. available, yeah. how can you get how can you get through, through your life? How can you get it so wrong, though? <laughs> like, what great wall? <laughs> what great fucking wall? Yeah, honestly. And... <laughs> But isn't that the kind of question you might just ask to you quietly, like you yeah. said? Well, that, that that's you what know. I mean, yeah, yeah. But why is, it called, why is it called the Great Wall of China? Might have been like White Walkers live beyond there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the wildlings. No pe- shame. People like people like that. It it it, it just it just kills me. I, I don't understand how you get through your through your life not knowing. I, I mean, it's not going to kill you to not know what the Great Wall of China is. But, I mean, you know, if you're at a party or, I mean, what conversation do you have with your friends? Yeah, if yeah. you're that thick, what do you say to your mates? Do you know what I mean? What do you talk about? You don't what have do you... to say anything these days. You just send a text. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah, you have to think about <laughs> it and send a text. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely You don't have to think on your feet anymore. That's absolutely well, true. Shouldn't she have known yeah. this kind of stuff from school or just... Like, well, I don't I, Maybe she just didn't ask going school. I, I, What's I don't the school, know. babe? School, babe? 
It's a school. Fucking school. <laughs> I was actually thinking about the recently school systems and lo- when you learn at school, you go, well, in geography, what did I actually learn about? I can't really remember learning about other countries and things not, like that, honestly. Not really. I think the weather side. My favourite part of, of geography was um, Oxbow Lakes. Do you know what an Oxbow no Lake is? Idea. No idea. Well, let me tell you about that. Ooh. That shit. Yeah, incredible. So <laughs> if you think of the Amazon River, right, so it's kind of weaving back and forth. What's the Amazon River, babe? <laughs> Amazon fucking River, Where babe. Where fucking got that from? So, <laughs> sorry. It's, I'm, I'm done. So it's... <laughs> swerving backwards and forwards so essentially when it cuts back into itself because it's meandering that much and it creates like a separate little lake right so it's like a double double backed river and then and then creates a little pond that's an oxbow lake right there you go education well you know that's all i remember from geography we we even offer educational programs here on the anger management podcast (laughs) anyone that wants to donate for our uh, our educational (laughs) programs can uh, get in touch where liam yes you can find us in the link tree down below wherever you listen to this podcast or watching our handsome mugs on youtube you can find in the link tree and just support us in any way, shape or form simply by buying us a brew. Nice. Liam, we did have a Graham poll last we did. week. We Are did. you going to look up the answers? I've got uh, to look answers. up the answers. You're going to look up the uh, <laughs> results for us. The Fuck answers. Sake. Look up the result for us. Um, we had one of our regular listeners, Liam Vains, Vainsy. Shout out again to Vainsy. He is actually coming on the podcast possibly next week or the week after. I'm not sure. I'll have to check. Um, Vainsy wanted to continue our question from season one, which was, where do you keep your juice? Which was either the cupboard or the fridge. Of and course, there was a, there was a mad debate last week, weren't there? Like, so, uh, sorry, Liam, I'm, I'm cutting no, you sorry, off. No, it's it was, it was Vainsy just simply wanted to know, carrying on from that, where we keep our chocolate. <laughs> Right? Yes. You'd gone for in the cupboard. I'd gone for the cupboard. I'd gone for in the fridge. Yeah. I think Rich went for a sock drawer or something. Oh, I, I don't even remember some, what Rich said. Crusty, I think but those said. were ba- I think we had those two options and other, didn't we? No, we just had them two oh, just, options because that's into the general consensus. How have the public voted on this one? Well, the people have been voting and uh, there's one clear winner. And with 60% of the vote, our listeners think that chocolate is kept in the cupboard. Oh, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm a hybrid Never. guy. Like oh, I, yeah, hybrid it, it depends on the chocolate. Right, you can get into okay. the details, right? But some is better refrigerated, at, without a doubt. I like anything that you sort of break, like dairy mm. milk needs to be in the fridge, I think. That's that's what I'm going for. But I, I like all chocolate well, in the fridge, Alice, I'll be honest. Alice I won't discriminate like about, you know, different types of chocolate, <laughs> so yeah. Chocolatism. Other chocolates are available. But be healthy. <laughs> yeah. We will be Make having better a, choices. A, we will be having another uh, Graham poll later in the show, um, which we will put to our listeners for this week. Um yes. it's uh it's something we do every week. Um, and we do get a lot of feedback from we it, do, and, actually, it, and it's yes. good. So thanks thanks for everybody who votes on that, um, and we'll put our new poll to you later in the show. Um, I wanted to uh, I wanted to come to another another point of mine. This is another group of people. There's certain people that pissed me off this mm. week. And this one was, I played a show on Friday. It was a cracking show, and I was talking to a few people um, before and after the gig, and there was one... There was one. It was a gentleman that turned up, right, under the table that I was talking to, and he was this. We all have met this guy. He's the guy who thinks he's an expert banterer, right? Oh, Steve. The well, we'll call him Steve. That'll do. <laughs> Steve and Sharon. Right. He's the guy who basically thinks he's Peter Kay, right? Oh, he thinks no. he's the like the sharpest Comedian. banterer in the world. In the world, but. 
more often than not, it's a little bit special, right? And more often than not, nobody has the slightest idea what, what the, things he, the, the things that he's saying. Yeah. You can see people going and like doing that polite laugh. You know, the polite laugh, <laughs> which, of course, I won't do. I'm so, not. So I sat there and he, he started on and he, he was on about, he was talking about a bucket or so. I can't remember what it was. And it, you, I, I sort of clocked him straight away and I had a glance at him and he had that, you know, they've got that like little bit of, they'll say something and that little anticipation of people laughing at him. And then they look around that, as yeah, well yeah, to yeah. be like, is anyone <laughs> and, laughing? And the few people Vibing. that knew him were obviously used to him saying something that was total nonsense and made no sense at all. But because he thinks he's Peter Kay and like a man about town, they'd give him a polite laugh. And he said something to, I I was having a conversation with this woman and I'd said something, whatever it was, and she'd been laughing. And he butted in and he said this random piece of crap. He wasn't even part of the conversation. And he said this random piece of bollocks, whatever it was. And then he looked at her and she did this little chuckle and he looked at me and I just went and stared at him blankly. And he went, what's up, mate? <laughs> I was like, I, and that me being me, well, I, I just do. went, I, I don't know what, what you just said, mate. I don't, don't understand what you just said. <laughs> and he went, oh, well, you know, because it, it's a bucket, isn't it? A bucket, like. And I was like, yeah, don't make any sense, that don't make... And, like, the table fell silent, you know what I mean? <laughs> and he's so used to everybody giving him this this laughter for stuff that makes no sense. And, and everyone I, was pulling the collars of the shirts. Yeah, like, yeah, everyone's yeah. like, oh, bloody <laughs> hell. Looking at the watch thinking, oh, And I was hell, like, no, mate, I don't, I don't know what you're... You're going to have to explain no. it, mate. You're going to have to... So then he tries to explain this nonsense, and, I, and everybody's sitting there going... Yeah, Never explain a joke if it's not funny. Yeah, exactly. Don't explain it. And those, I can't deal with them kind of people. I can't, I can't hack it. I always, <laughs> I always feel uncomfortable around them. Does that make sense? To the point where yeah. I'm like, to the point where I actually got up, I let him explain his joke, and then I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go play some more songs. See yeah, in a bit. Shit. See in a bit. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> At I, least and you I had an out. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The people that know him must have to suffer this all the time. But I've met loads of them over the years, and these, I, I, I always feel they're trying to compensate for something yeah, somehow. Trying too hard. Maybe they were, I don't know, picked on at school or something, or somebody once told them they weren't funny, so they spent the rest of their lives attempting to be funny. Or they couldn't sing. You should just give up being a singer and yeah, go and be a comedian. Yeah, probably. Go and yeah. be a comedian. Yeah, yeah, all right. I wanted to come to uh, something that Liam had touched upon earlier, and this will take us on to our our new regular segment, which is the, uh, the weekly Woke Watch. Mm. Liam had... Uh, read an article about pregnant men. Yeah. Pregnant men, No, Liam. they're bringing out fucking, obviously, because, you know, down with the kids and using emojis and all that bollocks, and uh, they're bringing out a pregnant man emoji. A pregnant man emoji? Emoji, yeah. Emoji, what, explain emojis again. They're them things they're, that you put on text like, messages. Emoticons, oh, yeah, they're called. They're, they're, they're <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> the emoticons. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. And they're, it's just like, like, they're like an ethnic minority of Decepticons. And it's like, the, yeah, they're basically, <laughs> they're basically using it for, like, uh, transgender women that are now men that are pregnant, but I can just... But they're, they're not, but uh, you can't be a, a man and be pregnant now, uh, can you? Uh, that no, doesn't exist. But it does, if you know, where well, there's money to be made, Andy. So uh, right, okay. You know, and and again, as we've 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 reiterated many times on this podcast, we 
support the transgender community. We, mm. we, we, I, I, it's not even that I support or don't support it. I couldn't give a fuck. No, right? so if you want to you be a trans, to transgender human being, that's absolutely fine by me. I couldn't care less. If you're a nice person, you're a nice person. I'll even use whatever pronoun nouns you want. If you want to be called a tree, I'm on board with it. Not a problem at all, guys. Absolutely fine if it makes you happy. But I'm not ever going to sit here and say that men can be pregnant, right? Yeah, but because you because you can't. You can identify you can identify as a man if you're a woman that's fine, but if you're pregnant, you're still a woman that's pregnant that identifies as a man. Sorry, but that's just science. I mean, right? don't get me wrong. I'll be using them emojis, but simply because I'm fat. So it's yeah. like <laughs> Just had a takeaway tonight. You need a Liam man. emoji. That's <laughs> you know, it. pregnant man. <laughs> yeah, that's Liam me. Emoji. Maybe not its intended usage, but yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. That's it. And everyone's like, oh, you know, it represents this community. I'm just like, no, it's because I'm a fat bastard, basically. Yeah, so we'll just it. use it that way. So you're not on board with with the pregnant men, then, I just, Liam, basically. I just think it's a bit weird, isn't it? Like, I mean, if it's just used for, oh, just add uh, fucking charming, and now I'm fat. Hashtag. Chinese do and then fat man emoji, <laughs> pregnant man emoji. We're laughing. That's how we don't use it. Don't you think? Don't you think that this brings us back to what we were on about earlier about media promoting things that basically aren't true? And we touched earlier about how being being overweight and unhealthy shouldn't be promoted as being a positive thing. Yeah. And we, we, we're just promoting things here that aren't true. And like I say, if you're if you're a female that now identifies as a man and you're pregnant again. That's fine. You did, did that's that's what you want to get on. That's fine. I got no problem whatsoever. I'm happy for you, right? But let's not be teaching children, for example, that this man is pregnant because that is not true. It's simply not true. Yeah, fundamentally, biologically, makes no it, sense. Exactly, yeah, it exactly. makes yeah. no sense at all. And and I, I, again, I feel we're in a society now where where truth and logic and common sense just doesn't seem to be at the foreground anymore. And and I find that sad. I find that a sad, a sad thing. It always brings me back to that scene from Monty Python, uh, Life of Brian. And he's like, um, I want to be a woman. As <laughs> a man, it's like, I want to be a woman. Why? I want to have babies. You can't have babies. You haven't got a womb. So it's like... That, 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 that's it. And that, that's you know. what it boils down to. But um, it, it brings us on to, to uh, our new segment, the Weekly Woke Watch. Last week, we touched upon Star Wars. Yes. This week, I want to touch upon um, the, quite frankly, insane news of um, New Zealand's Laurel Hubbard who is, uh, lives in a cupboard. No, I couldn't resist there, guys. Sorry. It's in a curzon way. <laughs> yeah, Mother yeah. Hubbard. Uh, Laurel Hubbard is a transgender athlete um, who now identifies as a female. So mm. she um, used to be a male and was also a male weightlifter mm. for and competed many, many for years. many years as a male weightlifter right into her uh, mid-20s, 26, I think. Mm. Then she decided to become... A woman, okay? Fine, well, no problem, whatever you want. Again, get on with it. If that makes you happy, yeah, fine by me. Yeah. What doesn't make me happy is now Laurel Hubbard is um, has been selected by New Zealand to represent them at the uh, Tokyo Olympics as a female weightlifter, right? I can't believe I actually have to say these words. I sometimes think I'm going to wake up and somebody's going to go, I'm just having you on, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> this Unplug your front matrix. is pure insanity. And the Olympic Committee yesterday, or it might have even been this morning, have, um, have confirmed that she will be allowed to represent um, New Zealand. So this basically means that this person who's, who's competed as a man, as a weightlifter for all this time, is now competing against women 
Laurel Hubbard has, has won countless competitions already as a female because, you know, biologically, she's not a female, Yeah. right? As someone who is an avid sports person, right, I find this ludicrous. I find this shocking. In fact, I find it disgusting. I'll, I'll put it out there. I think it's disgusting. Me and Liam are big proponents of women's sport. Mm, definitely, we, yeah. we, we, we talk about women's sport on our, on our radio show. Um, and we're in an environment at the moment in 2021 where we're trying to do everything to build women's sport. And we've made huge strides over recent years, yes. women's football, women's cricket, women's rugby, all, all kinds of different sports. And I've got close friends who are, who are avid sports women, right? And to a person, they're shocked that this is being allowed to happen, right? Now, I'm not saying that Laurel Hubbard shouldn't be allowed to compete in sport, right? She's a human being, right? And she should have the same right to compete in sport as any one of us in this, in this room, right? But she should not be competing against women in women's sport. It's frankly ludicrous. Yeah. We've touched upon this on our sports show, Liam, Yes. on the radio. Do we think that it's time for transgender athletes to have their own categories in, yeah, in competition yeah. like the Olympics? Very Glenn, as a, as, a, as a trainer and a sports person, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, wow. It's, um, <clears throat> there's multiple in- intricacies to the, to the whole thing for sure. But yeah, I mean, fundamentally, I, I agree with what you were saying that it doesn't really make sense for someone, especially who's competed prior in the male category. I'd, I'd have some like thoughts would be, well, if they hadn't competed ever at all, you could then maybe say, well, maybe it's still not, you don't agree with it, but you could see maybe that, well, I've never uh, competed as a male or a female. So competing as a female, I now identify as a female, I'll compete. Again, is that fair? Probably not. But I would understand that more. But yeah, definitely from a biological perspective, there's there's going to be differences. Um, and again, that, that's it's fine. And that's it just exists. Like there's ex- differences between male to male, female to female, or what... You know, however well, there, you well, there's di- there's differences identif- between every single identify. one of us. That's the whole premise of competitive sport yeah, of any sure. kind. The the fact that the the fact that we're all different makes competitive sport work. Because we're all the same, we'd we all be at an equal level at mm. everything, and no one would ever be able to win anything, and sport yeah, exactly. wouldn't exist. People running in a straight line. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but but for me. I truly believe that it's time we had categories for transgender athletes. Yeah. I, I will I will put it out there. Why don't we ever hear of any any um females that have transitioned to be males and want to compete in the Olympics in men in men's sport? Yeah. And then that, there we point. go. Wait, it doesn't happen, does it? No. Because they would wouldn't stand a chance competing against the men yeah. in the in the same competition. No. So so the proof the proof is right there in the pudding. I, and I, I say to people who think that this is fair and this is okay. Um, I say, let's say Anthony Joshua decided he wanted to identify as a woman, right? World heavyweight boxing champion, yeah. right? A bit like a British. I know, house. I know, it sounds ridiculous, but you know, you, you never know. It could, yeah, could be exactly, anybody, yeah. right? Anthony Anthony Joshua comes out and he says, um, "Right, I've decided now. I want to be Antonia Joshua, right?" Fine, you crack on with it, Anthony. Would you people who are okay with Laurel Hubbard lifting weights, would you people be okay with Anthony Joshua then stepping into the ring, right, 
with his shorts and his crop top on, right, with his biceps like Bournemouth yeah. and fighting against women because all that would happen was the first punch he threw that connected would ki- would kill the woman that he was fighting, right? That's, that's basically what would happen. Or just knock her clean out with one punch. Yeah, and that's there'd it. be a high chance of serious, serious injury, yeah. right? Even again, and don't get me wrong, some of the women boxers are absolutely yeah, fucking badass. brilliant oh, yeah, and hard <laughs> as nails. But even the best female boxer in the world, if she was punched by Anthony Joshua... There's a high likelihood she'd die, lads. At least be seriously injured. Or there'd be a so, massive uproar. So are we okay with that as a, as a society? No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Would it, we be okay with that if, if that happened? No, definitely not. So, I don't want to say, if it were your daughter... So, it, well, so, it, so, so society can't have it both ways, But then. for the sake yeah. of political correctness, people try and justify it yeah. and say, well, these things are okay because it sits in line with the common thread. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And that, that doesn't, it doesn't make it right, in, in no. my opinion. But it's a conversation that needs to be had. It's not just, oh, well, this is, this is okay. And if we say anything to the contrary, then we're bad people. I'm you know, gonna, like, I'm and that's how things are turned out, though, right? Like, yeah. if you yeah. disagree with it, it just makes you a horrible person. It's like, well, no, I'm, I'm going to come logically. straight out here and I'm going to say this quite simply sums it up for me. Laura Hubbard is a cheat. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you're a cheat. This is a 43-year-old person, by the way. This isn't somebody in the prime. That's three years older than me. And you go into the Olympics where you'll win the gold medal at 43 years old. Really? And you've been weightlifting for the last 30 years. Yeah, re- really? You're a cheat, Laurel Hubbard. I'm sorry, right? If you were competing in your own cat in a transgender category, not a problem. Absolutely fine. I'd yeah. get behind you. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably even watch it when the Olympics were on, right? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. But as it stands at the moment, what you're doing is you're taking a medal away from a, from a woman who has trained all her career, right, and sacrificed and and got to the pinnacle of her game, and you were taking a medal away from that woman there in women's sport and i find that disgusting i'm it's sorry like, it's guys it's like the paralympics as well isn't it because obviously like well, shall they we, shall we, own, yeah it's like the south park section. episode where cartman enters into into the special oh, yeah. olympics yeah it's ridiculous so, so shall we start say you know if i sit here and say I, I identify as having a disability now so you've got let me in the special olympics you know what i mean but you haven't got a disability mr Stevenson. yeah but, yeah, but i identify as, as having a disability so you've got let me in yeah, it, it's it's lunacy. It's a, a thing for me is is like if women that have that have trained for twenty thirty years, genet like obviously born a, a woman and, and are currently a woman, and uh, if they're going against people like that, well, I'd be thinking, well, what's the point? Why? Because I'm no, I'm not going to win. I could train yeah. eight hours a day I, I'm go- every day for a year, and I'd still and get I'm going, nowhere. I'm going near. to be beaten by somebody who spent spent the last twenty years competing exactly. as a man. Yeah, I mean, and I just, nah, I just, I'm not I just been thinking, well, what's the point? Why, I mean, there's why? something to be said in terms of specialists in a category like weightlifting. Yeah, like if you were to take a male, a male and a female against each other, um, and their capabilities in clean and jerk and the snatch, which would be the two things to be tested at the Olympics, and and then you could like. Take that to your average Joe gym. I 100% guarantee there will be stronger women in that gym than stronger men. Yeah, like, yeah, 100%, yeah, yeah. Like, of course. I've yeah. seen it with my but own eyes a gazillion but we're times. we're talking yeah. at the peak and of we're competition talking, And I get this, right? Yeah. We're talking elite level. And you're saying, well, how if both of these people were committed to training full-time as an athlete for that specific goal? Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, there's I mean, definitely going to be discrepancies. Like I yeah. say, Glenn, the proof is in the pudding there. Laurel Hubbard won nothing as a male competitor and wins everything as a female competitor. So so what's the one thing that's changed? Mm. 
the, the, the training hasn't changed, right? There's only one thing that's changed. He's not competing against... She's not competing against men anymore. That, yeah. that, that's all it is. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel we've opened... As a society, we've opened a box of, box of worms on this one, guys. I, I'm, I'm not sure. But we did pitch this to our uh, radio listeners, didn't we, Andy? And uh, the resounding uh, poll result was uh, for them to have their own... The, their own category, category, absolutely. And I think that's something, as, as a forward-thinking society, we should definitely bring in. Um, you know... If it ended up, we had a, I don't know, if we had a, a, a group of aliens that came and lived on this planet, right? Yeah, yeah. And and we and they were stronger than us, for example. You know, maybe in a hundred years we'd be like, well, yeah, you can be part of the Olympics, but you'll have to have your own category, else you just rinse us all. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, but I know it's a ludicrous example. Yeah, but, but I get what you're saying. But but the premise yeah, remains yeah. there, right? Yeah. So so like, like, like you know. If if we had a load of Klingons, right, and they're all stronger than us, you'd be like, yeah, you probably best have your own weightlifting category, guys, because you'll just be- beat us all up. You know what I mean? That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would be yeah, would be yeah, a good plan. A good we're going to have another song. Um, we're going to go here um, to Glynn's old band um, <laughs> that he used to play in called Mike TV. Tell us a little bit about your time in Mike TV, Glynn. So, yes, it is a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory reference. No, it wasn't my decision. <laughs> I, uh, no, so I, I joined Mike TV. Uh, wow, when was that? That's, I bet it was about 12 years ago. Yeah, so I was probably like 20, 21 at the time. We'd, we'd actually probably just started round in circles at, at, the, at that point. So, yeah, I managed to do um, a whole bunch of touring around the world, which was and very enjoyable Glenn, Glenn went and do. did an amazing tour in China where he failed to pull any single one of the 500 million Chinese women. We were talking about the Great Wall here, mate. So, <laughs> well, the Great Wall between me and Chinese and women. Chinese, Chinese so, women, yeah. Literally, I went to Beijing and didn't get to go to the Great Wall. How wow. crazy is that? Why is wow. it called Beijing if it's not beige? And I love them to death. I love them to, I love them <laughs> to death. But... They'd already been there before when right. they went previously, right. so I had to either go on my own or not go. Yeah. So I decided to not go. Oh, oh you should have gone. I should have just gone on my own. Should I probably would do now? But anyway, spent a lot of time in that in that band, recorded um, an album, EP, you know, numerous things that are on uh, all the available platforms still. Um, but yeah, spent say so did a lot of touring in Europe. Uh, was fortunate enough to travel to to China and other areas of the world to play music, and never. You know, we never really gained any success, particularly in the mainstream. I, I thought but... you were a brilliant band, I'll, I'll be honest. My, my kind of music. Um, introduce the song for us, Glenn. Okay, cool. So this song's called Myoclonic Jerk, and it's off the album Sausage Hospital, <laughs> which is available on, again, like uh, iTunes, all, all, the, the usual all the usual places. But yeah, this was a song that we wrote um, for that album. Again, I don't even know how many years ago that is. I should have prepped this stuff, right? Good, good while. <laughs> so yeah, a good while ago. Um, I'll do a little shout out to Dom, John, and, and Richie if they ever listen to this. They probably won't, but you know, all you good. Know. Maybe I'll send them away. Maybe link. they're living yeah. in Uganda. So <laughs> that's why we're number two. So yeah, song's called My Clonic Jerk. We're, we're basically a punk punk rock band. Um, I say Green Day crossed with the Beach Boys. That yeah, was yeah, always yeah. my interesting. Um, like a little kind of Glenn, uh, synopsis. Glenn is playing drums and doing some backing vocals on yeah, this. Yeah, so I play the drums, bit of backing vocals. Um, yeah, hopefully you guys will enjoy it. Let's check it out. Mike TV.
Welcome back to the Anger Management Podcast with me, Andy Stevenson. Me, Liam Subcox. And me, Glenn Miller. There we go. Oh, We've got it down to a T now, guys, sorted. haven't we? Absolutely spot on. That was Mike TV with the song, say it, Glenn. Myoclonic Jerk. Myoclonic Jerk. I love that song. I loved it when you first released it all those years ago, and I still do. It's ace. It's got that awesome bass solo in, amazing harmonies and everything that I love in a song. Dude, incredible musicians. Um, yeah. Loved playing in that band. So yeah, Fantastic. I assume uh, people can still check out that song in the usual places. Yeah, they can get that song and they can also, if they know how to spell Myoclonic, <laughs> we'll put it in the show Just notes, put right? Mike TV. You can, yeah, you can find that video on YouTube. We recorded a, a music video for that song as well. Fantastic. Check it out, guys. That's Mike TV. Um, I wanted to come to Glenn um, about hmm. something that he wanted to discuss, which is um, overnight success stories. Um, and how it seems in the modern day, we don't really have to work for anything anymore, Glenn. Pretty much. I'll I'll go into it with a story. I know you would approve of that, Andy. So I love a good story. Me and uh, <laughs> me and my old man, me and my dad, were watching a band Ding. play. We don't have a bell, are you? No. Ting, the old What's man reference. Every time we uh, make, okay, I mention okay. me old man, we get a ting. I feel like I got that phrase from you anyway. <laughs> I, I definitely used to say dad, but hey. So... Me and my old man. Ting. <laughs> Damn. I love so that we were... <laughs> Sorry. I do, like, I do want to do it Expectation. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. Sorry. So, we went to watch uh, a cover band play, and that actually gave me a reference there because I'm looking at your Nirvana vinyl over there. Okay. Um, 
is that we went to watch a Nirvana tribute act right. at the, the Club 11 in Tunstall. Oh, yeah, in Tunstall, yeah. yeah so good, we went, good venue. Shout yeah, out cool. to 11. I think we really should play good place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So um, we went to watch this band, and they were really good, in all honesty, and a very difficult band to imitate, yeah, for absolutely. sure, right? Like, how do you imitate Nirvana? I mean, they did a very good job of it. But I was just chatting to my dad, and I just stood there thinking... And I was like, you know what? I actually really appreciate more than ever. And in this sense, we're talking music and musicians. But how much hard work Nirvana had to do to get to where they were. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. about an age before the internet. I mean, the internet existed. So right? it would have been, I mean, Nirvana started in like 87 or 88, didn't they? Sure. Yeah, like I'm thinking from when. I first was introduced to Nirvana, like a lot of people would have probably been Nevermind, right? yeah. like early 90s. So, and I was very young at that point. So thanks, Dad, for playing me <laughs> some good music. But um, I just I, I said, you know what? I really appreciate the fact that they turned up, like, you know, they were in the back of a van selling cassette tapes to people. They actually had to work really hard. There was no advertising on the internet. They'd have to go around putting up posters, recording things, actually doing things in the real world. Yeah, yeah. Which just, again, seems to be a complete parallel. Well, it's alien. To, yeah, like to, the to real now. world doesn't really exist anymore. It's actually just the internet's it, become it, the even, real world. Even, even at my gig on Friday, the, the owner of, of the pub where I played, she, she simply said, I haven't put any posters up. I've just advertised it on social media. And the place was packed. Yep. Oh, and, 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 and there you go. The physical, physical promotion almost yep. doesn't exist at all. I mean, it's all. a tool to be used, right, and, and fine. But it just made me think about that and how... There's so many people, especially in the music industry. It's a big, um, like a big difference now to what it used to be like. But yeah, yeah, people don't have to work hard. They can, yes, you have to have some talent. Agreed, or well, maybe even that's debatable. But you can release something on the internet and literally become an overnight success with zero hard work, no, no intentions. Well, I'm, I'm going to put yeah. out there. I'm going to put out the the um, the phenomenon of Instagram models, oh, right? Influencers. So, and all that so, shit. so you think you yeah. think back twenty years or thirty years, how difficult? it must have been to establish yourself as a model, right? Let's just say a fashion model, mm -hmm. right? I, I wouldn't even know where... Well, where would you start? I, I don't even know what you would do. I haven't got right? a clue. Can Go you, to an agent, right? I guess. Yeah. I imagine, a real can you person. imagine how much work you would have to do for free a lot of the time mm -hmm. and just to get your foot in the door of, like, a, an agency or something, whatever it would be? Now, literally, you take a picture with a, with a phone, yeah. right? Yeah. With modern technology, we're recording this on an iPhone right now, and the, the picture's fine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you take a picture on a phone, you put, make an account on Instagram, and all of a sudden you can have a gazillion followers, and you're making a living. And like you said, how much how much work's gone into that, really? None. <laughs> yeah, you, cl you clicked a button. Well yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and made a little profile, and boom, there you, there you go. Mm -hmm. And I, I find that. I find that quite sad because I believe that it's the work and it's the it's almost the bad times that build you into being into having a good product somehow. So again I'll use being in a band as a perfect example. Mm -hmm. It's playing those gigs in front of a man and his dog. I've played shows in front of no one. In front yeah. of not one single person, right? I have 
physically played a show in front of a man and his dog yeah. at the, the Glebe. <laughs> oh, the Glebe. This is years ago when I was a kid, and I did a solo show, and the 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 venue had promoted it for the wrong night. Oh, and I got and I got there. I was, is that I what was the poster said. Yeah, I was I was a day early. And I had a gig book for the next night, which was the night they'd promoted it for. And I was like, mm. I, can't, I can't do it. So I played anyway. And there was a dude at the bar about 60 years old with a Jack Russell. That was it. Jack Russell loved it. <laughs> yeah. Milo. At least someone did. But I always feel, and I'm not, I'm not a famous musician or anything like that now, but locally, I suppose I am. And... I've achieved quite quite a lot throughout my career, not just as a live performer, but as as an engineer and a producer, and a teacher. And I've built, I've worked hard, really, really hard to just just doing this podcast. I mean, I spent six weeks yeah, every minute of every yeah, day in studio, this building yeah, making making the studio. Uh, one of the reasons of which, so we, we could record this podcast from it. And I feel that there's. Again, going back to what we were saying, anything worthwhile is worth sweating over, isn't mm. it? Maybe that's not true anymore with the, with the advent of the internet and social media. Mm. Is, is it true? How many bands do you know who have thousands, millions of subscribers? For for what really? For what? But I think that goes into ties into the cultural piece of it devalues hard work. Absolutely. Yeah. Why work hard? Because you don't need to. Like there's other people. Well, well, arguably you do. But then people think, well, why should I? And, yeah. it, and then you've also got a generation of people who think that a mobile phone is the whole world, yeah. which it's not their fault. That's just what they've been taught by the mainstream media well, and I, by I, a lot of the I parents. I played a show last, uh, yesterday afternoon, you know? another really, really good show, and there was a, a good mix of people from all ages. And I played outside. It was a big beer garden again. And um, there was people ranging from probably 70, 80 years old, right down to 13, 14, 15, 16. Yeah, yeah. And every single person under the age of 30 spent the entire gig staring into the phone. Every person over the age of probably 35, 40 didn't have a phone with them. Yep. And there's your, there's your cutoff point right there. So all the, the young people particularly, yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong, enjoying the show, um, cheering and everything after the, each song, but while the show's going on, Bang, straight into the phone, all the way through. Oh, it's all about being in the moment, though, and isn't it, it? And it's, it's strange. It's a re real strange yeah. situation. That how is. do you enjoy anything? Like, how do you enjoy something without... You go to watch something, but you spend all the time looking at a phone. Looking like, at a screen. That very yeah. peculiar. Outside it, of reality. I, yeah. I, I don't really understand it at all. Um, another another subject Glenn wanted to touch upon, which, <laughs> which again, bring it, it, it links in with what we've just been saying. People seem to have forgotten what a, a CD is. Well, a vinyl <laughs> and a CD. Music, People don't yeah. understand. I've got a few vinyls still down there. CDs I've got in a big, on a big shelf in there. Hmm. My little boy didn't know what, it, what didn't know what a tape was. Didn't know what a vinyl was. I've, obviously, I've shown him, but most most young people, no no idea. I don't think they even know that CDs exist. I mean, well, and that's not actually a joke. I oh, haven't. I've got to be honest. I haven't bought a CD in ten years. Ten years plus. Yeah, yeah. I, I, can't, I, I can't remember the last one I bought. To be honest, the the convenience of streaming, mm -hmm. um, for for better or for worse. Well, I do. I subscribe to a streaming service called Tidal, which offers mastered quality streaming. People are so used to listening to shitty 128k, yeah, MP3s and and whatnot. 
and it's awful. It's fucking awful. The shit, the standard on Apple Music and Spotify, it's fucking terrible. So I'll pay a little bit more for Tidal and listen to proper CD-mastered quality, and the difference is stark. I urge anybody who's into music to check out Tidal. We're not sponsored by Tidal no, or anything not yet. like that. But if Tidal not does yet. want to sponsor us... <laughs> oh, yeah. Give us a shout, Tidal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but do it. It makes a difference. But I still, to this day, love listening to vinyl. I do. I think there's an experience involved in holding something physical in your hand, a CD or a vinyl, pulling out the artwork, taking a look yeah. at it. And it's a, it's a whole package, right? It's not just the song. And again, the people who've made that music, created it, have spent hard, you know, time and effort and spent a lot of it's hard work, right? Creating and physically printing those yeah, yeah. for people to enjoy, hopefully. But then this links into a little story bringing in Rich Sumnall, actually, last week's guest. Rich the roller coaster So Sumnall. I used to work with Rich and we're of a similar age. I think Rich might well, be, it during might be three slightly days at JCB? older than me. <laughs> so we were uh, we were discussing music at work, and this is a while ago now as well. This is probably pushing 10 years ago. And we uh, we were discussing the idea that, oh, yeah, you see this exact conversation, oh, CDs, like, I, I love them, et cetera, et cetera. And we were working with a lad. He was probably only 19, I think, at the time. And he said he'd never bought a CD in his entire life. Wow. And and I it, that that at that point, I was shocked by that. I thought... Holy crap. Like, and that a, was a good few years ago. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, exactly. So nearly 10 years ago now. So I think people in this day and age, let's say, yeah, I just don't think that it's all that popular. There's people who love music, you know, they're very invested in that. Like my brother's a good example. He buys everything that he can, you know, he goes onto an artist's website and buys everything that they've ever yeah, made. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah, like yeah. there is the extremes of, of people doing that as well. But yeah, I think it's fallen out of favor a bit. My, my daughter's 21 and I don't think she's ever bought us. I've bought us some CDs, but I don't think she's ever bought a CD. She with might her not own, have even with bought any money. music, right? Like Quite possibly even not. just the stuff that she listens to is potentially just free on yeah, the yeah. internet, right? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Absolutely yeah. crazy. Metallica were right all those years ago, man. Napster. Napster. <laughs> they were it. right to be frustrated, I think. <laughs> Let me look what happened. I think the record <laughs> the record company shit themselves, didn't they? And then managed to find a way to use the technology to make themselves richer again, as always happens. Strange. So something else will come along eventually, you know it will, lads. Um, I just wanted to touch on one last thing before we have another song, and it's um, it's Freedom Day today when we're recording mm. this um, this podcast. It's Monday the 19th. Um, the government haven't um, fucked us up the arse again. Surprisingly. Um, surprisingly, as they did last month. Where was that kind of worms, Andy? Uh, they're just <laughs> opening it here, mate. It's got it's a little, little, it, it, says, it says Pandora on the tin. <laughs> You know, um, what's that black liquid coming out of it? It's, it's a bit I am. Um, I was thoroughly expecting. I've been to been to B and M this morning to buy a, uh, a an airbed. I'm uh, I'm working. Um, I'm doing live sound at a festival uh, this week up in Pontefract in Yorkshire. So I needed a I needed a new. Um, your, was that a thumbs up for no, Yorkshire, there, Liam? Yorkshire, there we yeah. go. Shout out for Yorkshire. Repping Yorkshire. <laughs> going going up. Um, oh, do. so. When I was in B&M, of course, I've never worn a face mask because I'm not ashamed to, 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 to say on this podcast. Um, I've refused all the way through. I walked in this morning and um, everyone's still got face masks on. Oh, that was Everyone. the same in Tesco, mate. 
Every single person, except, strangely enough, Most. the B and M staff haven't got to wear them. The, the B and M have come out and said, no, it's bollocks. You've not got to wear <laughs> the fruit and veg store and Iceland. They were making the staff wear them, right? So, twelve months ago, when I said, um, I, I came out on social media and I said, the government will one day get rid of this law, right? Yeah. yeah. But by then, they will have scared you people, us the people of the country, so much, they'll have made us shit ourselves so much that they won't need to make it law. You people will do it anyway. You'll police yourselves and you'll carry on doing it, right? And I have to say, if you want to wear a face mask, that's your prerogative. You can crack on with it. But again, I'm a believer that most people are doing that to virtue signal and follow the herd. If you've got something that's that's wrong with you and you think that that's going to make you safe then okay i can get on board with that i do have to ask the question then why didn't you wear a face mask before covid right yeah. if you yeah. think you're that at risk of getting a virus right why didn't you wear a face mask before COVID? they Never definitely did. they definitely existed before the coronavirus that's right, why it's so. called covid19 mate not covid1 <laughs> it's quite simple really flu typo. flu flu <laughs> yeah. is, the, flu is yeah. the best example right flu kills hundreds of thousands of people across the world every single year, except last year, conveniently. But no Weird. one likes to recognise right? that. No no one wants to talk about that. But what I'll say is flu can kill you if, you, if you're already ill, if you've got something, a pre-existing condition, or you're elderly, flu can kill you. Not one of you wore a face mask before COVID-19. So when you say you're doing it because you can't be too safe, I'm not really no, sure about no. not really buying that one, sorry, because that makes no sense because you didn't wear a face mask to protect you from all the other viruses that can kill you before COVID-19 came along. So my point that I'm trying to make anyway, guys, is Freedom Day, as it's been packaged by the media, I think should be re- repackaged as Bollocks Day, yeah. personally. <laughs> but what would happen if you, like, say you walked into Tesco or something like that, one that you're not banned from, Andy, obviously. Oh, yeah, I'm banned <laughs> from Tesco. Um, and, the, and they says to you, excuse me, can you wear a mask? Well, I'd just say no, like, know, like I've said like, all the way through. People, people as a, as but, a whole should be able to say that. They're like, I don't, I don't need to wear a mask, the, so the, why? The, the, it, and again, it's virtue signalling, Liam, because people, we're, we're herd animals. Human beings are herd animals. And 90% of us will follow whatever every, everybody else does. Fashion, there's that fashion is the perfect example for you, right? Yeah. So so if, if the coolest kid in the class wears a pair of jeans that's made by such and such, most of the people in the class will, will do this, yeah. right? That cool kid, he comes in and he's got a pair of Nike Air Max on, right? So all the other kids will try and get a pair of Nike Max, and then you'll get one or two like me all go, one more right, I'll just wear these cheap five quid yeah, gold, yeah. gola pumps from Shoe Fair. <laughs> Shit flickers. And then that means I've got an extra 30 quid in my pocket for take my girlfriend out at the, at the weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm the minority. So if you took a class of 30 kids, there'd probably be three or four of us who would go, well, I couldn't give a shit what kind of trainers I'm wearing because it's yep. bollocks, right? And the same thing has been passed on to the COVID. I, I refuse to call it a pandemic. The COVID oh, situation. Co- well, exactly. <laughs> Glenn, I agree at, it's e- not. If you, if you base the, it on facts, it's not a pandemic. Well, even looking at the statistics that they give to you, and when I say they, the man, the government, right? <laughs> uh, the machine. That the, What they give to you, it still isn't a pandemic. If yeah. you look at percentages and things like that, we're not going to go into it, right? But it's not actually a pandemic. When no, you're talking no, about percentages, it's just the media under using 5% that. of yeah. people dying or even getting it 
to me, that isn't a pandemic. But the reason is, if the media use the word pandemic, it scares the shit Sounds out of scary, people right? more, and yeah. people will then be more malleable to whatever is brought in, right? Mm-hmm. And the problem we're facing now is the government don't even need to make any rules anymore. The proof's in the pudding this morning. Yeah. Nothing's changed. It's exactly the same. Same. People are still keeping the distance from each other. People are still walking around with face masks on. Nothing's changed. The only difference is now we're doing it to ourselves. We we haven't got a law telling us we've got to do it. And I really, really fear where this is going to lead us to as a society. I really do. It's already become a two-tier society where you've got people people like me who who I'm quite simply a, a... I'm not a COVID denier. I'm a bullshit denier. That's what I always say. What was that? I'm just banging, banging <laughs> me. Liam, Liam smashing studio elbow, up again. The elbow on table. And I'm not sure where where we, what, what path we are going down here, lads. I, I don't. I want. I want to stand on the rooftops and shout, "Take fucking masks off! Take them fucking off! They're Stop my, doing it!" They're my favourite. You see on social media, and it's like, yeah, but people are dying. I say, well, I tell you what, then you, you stay inside for the rest yeah, of your yeah, life. Yeah, that's fine. You just stay inside then and don't see your friends, don't see <laughs> your family. Fine. What's that? You want to go on a cruise with Maureen? Oh, you can't, mate. People you are dying. Drown. People are dying. You yeah, yeah, you yeah, drown. Yeah, you well, could, yeah. I think life exactly. is inherently it's dangerous unsafe. as fuck. Yeah, like it is. Yeah. You take what you accept that when well when you're born. You don't get much of a ch- much choice, right? You're just born, but you understand that life is is unsafe and yeah, that things may or may not happen to you that are horrific, like they might do. So, but you have to accept that and decide to just, in, you know, involve yourself anyway, right? Like do what you want yeah. to do anyway. But, and I'm I'm not saying that people should make, you know, terrible decisions and to decide to just be like horrible to and horrific to each other that's not the point of it it's like well you can do anything you want but you've, you've got it well it, life is risky you've got to just engage it with it and say well weigh up the risk intelligently think about it think about it critically for at least five seconds which most people haven't done i don't think i think that was my biggest issue actually about the whole thing it's just discouraging thinking and that's what most people, if they actually sat there and thought about it for an extended period of time without being influenced by social media yeah. Yeah. or the TV, they might come to a different conclusion. I, I absolutely agree with you there, Glenn. And, and, and just just taking actual facts and figures on board, if people took the time to... Every, every, every single opinion that I formed throughout this COVID debacle has been from facts and figures released by our own government, right? I don't get these facts and figures from conspiracy websites, right? I get them from the released figures from our NHS and from our government, yeah. right? And people call me crazy. They call me a nutter. Where, where are you getting all this from? I'm like, look it up yourself. Yeah, it's, it's, it's right there for anybody to you. see. Yeah. Anybody at all to see. Just just little things along along the lines of... If if you're under forty, you, your chances of dying from COVID are so slim, so so slim, to be negligible, right? It, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pointless even thinking about it. Even at the height of of this shit, your chance was basically zero if you were mm-hmm. under forty. If you're under forty and healthy, I should say, right? Which is most people, right? Okay. If you're elderly or you've got something wrong with you, right? Then yes, take some precautions absolutely sensible maybe the government should should have come in and taken some precautions for those groups of people but i say this 
if I was 90 and there was a bad flu bug going round, probably stay in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Common sense again. Well, all I've ever championed throughout this is sensible measures Mm. for vulnerable people. That's all I've ever said. I'm not a COVID denier. I'm not one of these nutters that that thinks it's all all connected with 5G and all that kind of madness. I'm just someone that bases everything (laughs) that I think are based on logic, common sense and facts. It's Mm. as simple as that. And yet we've, as usual in modern society, we've managed to live this as a mad soap opera like an episode of of, of Love Island, right? It, it's all about attention all the time and that's why we're still in a position where we don't have to wear face masks but 90% of you still are and I I implore you, please, listeners to the podcast, get back on with living your lives, yeah. guys. Put your phone down. And get back on, on get with living your lives. I couldn't have actually put that better myself, yeah. Liam. For, just as a general rule, Put your phone down and actually live your life. Yeah, exactly. Incredible. Just just pick it Love up it. when it's time to watch the Anger Management yeah, podcast. Yeah. I mean, after you finish Once listening to this. Once a week on Friday, right? Or, yeah. or, if <laughs> you, yeah. or if you possibly fancy a listen to this, this next band, what we're going to feature, quite possibly the greatest band in existence, nah, Glenn. I don't fancy it. <laughs> oh, God. This is a song by our band, Round in Circles, and this is taken from our first album from 2013, Glenn, would you believe, eight years ago. I know, right. Um, but I, how long was the song written ago, like five years prior to that? Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> the, so, the song is from, from probably about 2008, seven, eight, something like 2008, that. Yeah, 2008, yeah. Well, yeah, probably earlier. And I wrote this song um, about social media, which mm. is the perfect link, really. The song is called Cyberstalker, and we have references in there to some, some old platforms, MySpace, oh. Bebo. Bebo. No yeah. MSN reference. M- I was quite hurt by that, but... There, there is an is MSN there? reference, yeah. Oh, where's that? I am a sender of good faith. Oh, That's mate. what the lyrics... Have you never noticed that one, I don't Graham? think I did. It, yeah, the, the lyric is... I. It, the uh, yeah, lyric well, I sounds, the, lyrics, the lyric yeah. sounds, I am I'm a sender. sender of good faith. I am a sender. But it says, I am a sender. I love it even more now. There you go, oh, mate. There you go. It's taken me you that long to... 13 well, years till Glenn's realised this, but yeah. Glenn, uh, Glenn, I wrote this song and then Glenn did his, his usual and song developed the shit out of it. <laughs> and... Um, it was on our first record, self-titled Round in Circles album from 2013. But so you can see behind Andy's head right now. It's right here. Yeah, that, That's the uh, pla- platinum disc right if, there. If you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> this is a podcast after all. Sure. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> watch, the, watch the YouTube version. Yeah, yes. yeah watch the you YouTube version. See. You can see Luke, artwork and everything. You Luke, get to see just how sweaty we are. Yeah, basically. The reality. Give us a subscribe while you're here as well. So this Not is like uh, it, is <laughs> this is Cyberstalker by our band Round in Circles. Let's have a listen, lads.
Welcome back to the Anger Management Podcast with me, Andy Stevenson. Me, Liam Subcox. And me, Glenn Meller. That was Rounded Circles. That was us, Glenn. Uh, Liam hadn't heard that song no, before. No, that was so good. That's, uh, that's Cyberstalker. <laughs> I'm not uh, just saying that. It was really good. Taken from our first self-titled album Cheers, back mate. in 2013. Um, Glenn's learned something new about that song after all these years. Yeah, true. He's quite pleased. I denied the MSN references, but I actually realised that Nudge You When You're Gone is obviously... Yeah. One reference, but I am a sender of good faith. There you go, mate. There you Never go. Never knew that was there. Not just a hat rack, pal. Not just a hat rack. So, uh, again, that was Round the Circles. You can check us out in all the usual places. We've got a new single coming out in a couple of weeks, followed by a new album next month. Um which has been delayed for approximately 16 months at the moment. We finished recording it in April last year and obviously have not released it because we couldn't go out and play it. Nope. So uh, that is coming out next month uh, titled Life One, Round in Circles Nil. <laughs> Aptly named. Aptly. Um, we uh, we wanted to uh, impart yet another Graham Pole yes. upon our listeners. Um we wanted to do something that everybody will have an opinion on with this one. So going back to our previous segment, we wanted to simply put it to our listeners. Will you be ditching your mask? Absolutely. Something yeah. <laughs> that I'm sure everybody has something to say on that one. Think, um, especially the Scooby-Doo villains. Yeah, you know, definitely. Ditching them. Oh. Pesky kids. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. Mate, incredible reference. There you go. Yeah, see? yeah. yeah. Um, so you can let us know um, whether you'll be keeping your mask or not keeping your mask. If, if you have got a comment to leave us as well regarding that subject or any other subject that we've discussed on the Anger Management podcast this week, you can reach us in the following places. Oh, Liam. Yes. Uh, cheers for Andy. I like that. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram and on YouTube, Anger Management Studios. Or you can find us on Twitter, Anger Management Pod, which is where this week's Graham Paul will be for you to have your say and cast your vote. Do you know... I'd love to get Graham Pohl on the Anger Management what podcast. Oh, could you Can imagine? you imagine that? We could have we could have a Graham Pohl with Graham Pohl. <gasps> Graham Pohl could say the Graham Pohl. Yeah, mate. That <laughs> Do you would, think there's some way that you could get a recording of him saying something? And, yeah, and but get maybe, maybe we could. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps he'd be up for it. That in there. He'd probably yeah, yeah. demand a small fee, so we'd <laughs> yeah. have to pay him. So, listeners, if you do want to buy Worth us a it. brew, um, buy buy us a brew. I will get Graham Paul on. We'll get Graham Paul on I've to do the Graham Paul. By the way, an optimal possession for my microphone, and the podcast is nearly over. Oh. Oh, there, there we go. We'll know for next time, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There's always next time. <laughs> we always try to end Round the podcast two. on a lighter note, guys. Uh, something that, that gives us a bit of a smile on our faces for the rest of the week. Um, with you being a musician, Glenn, uh, I've gone for something musical this week. Hmm. I wanted to ask both of you guys, what is the album that means the most to you Ooh. throughout your life? I'm not saying it hasn't got to be your favourite. It hasn't got to be the most popular. It hasn't got to be something that everybody knows. Just a record that means the most to you for whatever reason. When we're saying that may record, be. we are talking album. Album, as well. yeah. yeah. I'm not talking an EP or a single. I'm talking a full length album because I still think that's what it's all about. A sure. proper album is, is where music is at, surely still to this day. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come to you first, Liam. I'm so oh, glad okay. that you did that. I know. <laughs> I knew Glenn. I knew Glenn was procrastinating over gives this. Me a minute. Like so gives me a minute. Oh, like, oh, I know. I've got mine. I'm going to uh, come to you first. Well, Liam. no, again, obviously, like my big fluence throughout my life with music. It has been music. Liam sorry. can actually play the guitar, by the way. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, obviously, with my dad, because my mum were never bothered in 
music. My mum would, would never bothered with me. No, never bothered no. with me. I come out and she just slapped me and then left. <laughs> Tossed me aside. <laughs> but my mum was, it's a bit weird like my mum and dad. Like my me, me mum's bothered about sports, but my dad isn't. But my dad's bothered about music and my mum is. Well, is all bases covered then, mate? Uh, yep. sort of, uh, I'm a bit weird like that. I assume you're and rutting on your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, the only three things that matter, mate. <laughs> Sport, so, uh, music, so obviously like a big influence has, has been music and obviously since the radio and obviously with the podcast and stuff like that and um the one for purely for sentimental value is uh pink floyd's the wall album my missus will love you for that that's her, I her dad's favorite no. <laughs> yeah me too don't, just, yeah, yeah. don't so embarrass like me like that no, that'd be okay like <laughs> You get, like what and, you and like. So, so give us give us a bit of an explanation on why then. Liam. Obviously, what, like, that, um, that one of my big influences growing up. Uh, my dad's a massive uh, Pink Floyd fan. Um, stuff like that. Is that obviously there's, there's a few to pick from. There was uh, Wish We Here, Dark Side of the Moon, uh, but the Wall mainly is uh, it's just, just classic after classic, really. And yeah, uh, any particular kind of favourites on that record? Oh. Liam? Um, oh. Or just more of a like a like. There a... was there's one that's not very well known. I mean, you you'll probably know it, but it's called. I a... won't, because I'm gonna really piss you off by saying I can't stand Pink Floyd. Sound. Controversial <laughs> sound. Um, one called Nobody Home, and uh, it's okay. a good piano cover. I'd recommend giving that a listen. My missus will be your best mate. She loves Pink Floyd. Her dad loves Pink Floyd, but I I can't stand them. That's fair enough. I've never been able to get That's into them. Right. A couple of half decent tracks, but not my kind of thing. Hang on, I'm going to send you an angry message on Facebook. Yeah, there you oh go. Oh my god, I'd be your opinion's not right. <laughs> no, we're not. Because but not a classic, a classic, and I know I'm in the minority there. But a lot of people love that record. Yeah. Um, but I've just... never listened to it either. Really, Glenn? No, never. Okay. No, I've, not really listen to Pink I've Floyd, tried. I've got no disdain for them. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. really listen to them. I've tried, but I've never been able to get get it. A dark side of the moon as well. I can't. I don't know what it is. I just can't get into the sound somehow. Not not Michael T. It different. Was, but yeah, it was quite like progressive at the time. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got uh, we've got Pink Floyd, The Wall from uh, yeah. from Liam Glynn. <laughs> If, if you Honestly. reel off 12 albums now, this is, I know no, that's what you're thinking. I'm trying to think of what has sentimental value, what means a lot to me in how I got to, to love music and the direction that that pushed me in. And, I mean, there's so, so many albums. My dad and my brother were massively into music, hence kind of why I was, I guess. And you get all the classic... Um, people might refer to as dad rock bands right like obviously i listened to a lot of like acdc my dad loved to death yeah but also some more obscure stuff like um he was very into his like niche kind of motown um Mm. soul stuff because he was a soul dj back in the day my dad was so like there's lots of different stuff that when i think about music that means a lot to me comes into my head even a song being James Sit Down that you played the other yeah, night yeah. Oh, was a song that reminds me of my dad. Uh, so, yeah, like that's a, a, a meaningful song to me. But if I'm thinking about albums, what really influenced me, um, I have to go, and it's maybe such an obvious choice because if you listen to the music that I've been involved in <laughs> during this show, then it'll probably be very obvious. But I'm going to go with, I'm torn between two because I'll go with Green Day, um, Insomniac. Yeah, yeah. great, And great then album. I will also have to just throw in there, just in general, Blink-182. Like, 
I, I, I listened. It was actually the live album. Take off your pants. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the Mark, Mark Tom and Travis show. Yeah, the Mark Tom and Travis show. I, I can't tell you how many times I listened to that album growing up. Like to or me and the band I was originally in, we listened to that album until like the he- the earphones or the speakers disintegrated. Like it was that many times. Were you? Were you? Well, I know this is true because we used to do it all the time at band practice and when we were touring and stuff. We we that album has got a load of little outtakes at the yeah. end, so loads of little <laughs> jokes from between the songs at live mm-hmm. shows, and me and Glenn knew all the jokes, yeah. not just all the songs. Yeah, we yeah. knew all the jo- there was like forty different little snippets of, of jokes, <laughs> and we knew all the jokes Brilliant, as mate. well. But I mean, most of the songs off of that are Enemy of the State, I guess, yeah. right? But then you have also stuff Some from of the early stuff. Um, Dude, etc., etc. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I would say if I had to pick one, I would probably say Insomniac Green Day. But I think Mark, Tom, and Travis show Insomniac again. Great albums. If I had to choose a song, man, that's really difficult. But I mean, great introduction to Insomniac, Armitage Shanks. Yeah. Right? Like, from that intro, you know it's going to be an epic yeah, album. So yeah, just... that's kind of where I sit. I'm not far away from you, Glenn. I'll be honest. So, again, I've got loads and loads and loads of albums that have influenced me, but I play pop-punk music, as you've heard, and that's what we play and we've always played together. Sorry, COVID. I have, I'm, I'm probably going to... Nicely. <laughs> bit of COVID all over <laughs> my leg there. <laughs> I wish I had my mask on. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with two. Again, I can't really. You got another one, Liam. <laughs> distinguish between the two. Number one good. is this is probably because I was sixteen when this came out, sixteen just going on seventeen, and this came out and changed my world. This album did, and it's Green Day, Nimrod. Okay, right. Yeah. And it's the the song that everybody will know from that record is "Good Riddance, Time of Your Life," which yeah. actually doesn't sound like any other Green Day song. It's mm-hmm. it's it's completely different. That's the song they're most famous for. But that whole album for me, there's 17 tracks on that album, and it's just epic from start. It's an adventure from start to finish for me. If only Suffocated made it onto that album. Yeah, Suffocated gr- should definitely be on that album. You're telling me though, Andy, that King for a Day made it onto the album and Suffocated, and suffocated didn't. didn't. Just yeah, yeah. saying. If you ever want to listen to those two songs yeah, and yeah. you're a punk rock fan, no, I tell agree. me which one you prefer. I agree totally, <laughs> totally. But I love that record. It yeah, takes incredible. me on a journey from start to finish. I, I, I almost said What's the Story Morning Glory by Oasis, hmm. which was probably the album that really kick-started me into getting into music properly as a musician. Um, but Nimrod changed... Nimrod, I'd, I'd, I was an early listener of Green Day before they even released Dookie in 94. So I was listening to Green Day from 92, and I loved them. I loved it, but it wasn't cool here at yeah. all. Nobody listened to it. There was no other stuff like that over here. Um and I loved it, but it was a very obscure niche genre at that point. And then Dookie happened and it exploded, and I love yeah. Dookie. But Nimrod, for me, just changed my life regarding my musical life. And I was like, that's how I want to sound. That's what yeah, I want yeah. to be like right there. And that mm. influenced everything to this very day, to the song, the song that I'll write tomorrow will be influenced by that record. And the other one, for me, is... I went to live in um, Turkey in 2001, 
um, after a after a bad accident that I'd had, and I'd I'd been in hospital for a long time. I won't get into that right now. And uh, I went to live in Turkey with my, my best friend Chris Raza. We've spoke about yeah, Raza yeah. before, and and uh, Glyn knows Raz. We went to live in Turkey, and um, this was the album that I bought just before we left. Um, and I listened to this nonstop, and it's. I'm probably going to say it's my favourite record ever, and it's Take Off Your Pants and Jacket by by Blink-182. And I love it from start to finish. I know every note. I know know it's one of them where I know... Dude, I was close to saying that album. Yeah, I thought you might be. It's one of them where I know every note vocally... Guitar, bass, drums. and drums. Yeah. I, I, I know all. I know. I, I know every song. And again, the reason I love it so much, I, I was living in a foreign country where it was sunny all the time, and that record just brings out the best of you. It makes you feel good from start to finish. And I love. I, I, I'd sit on what they call the dolmush, so it's the the bus. We'd go into Marmaris Town, and that's what I'd have on my Walkman, well, I had a mini-disc player at that time, and um, that's what I'd have on all the time, and I'd sit there looking out the window at the scenery and that and think to myself, I'm going to go to California one day. <laughs> and I did, I did end up going, I've, I've been to California loads of times now, but that album for me, again, because it made me feel so good and because it influenced me so, so much as a musician and and influenced everything that I did from that moment was influenced yeah, yeah. by that record. So for me, I'm the same as Glenn Green Green Day mm. and Blink One Eight Two. Just just two slightly different records. Funny story though. I'll keep it short. But about that album, when I first heard that album, we're like, "Oh, new Blink album, put it on," and we all kind of sat in my friend's bedroom. They put it, put the CD on. We all sat there, and I, I remember it starting like Anthem Part Two, and then. Um, online songs which is now actually one of my favorite songs that blink have ever made i think online songs but i can remember listening to it going it's just the same as all the others honestly i put it on the first couple of songs i was like i figured out the baseline already (laughs) but that was the point that was the the beauty of it and i didn't get it right you know i was like 12 years old but then i'm like well yeah it's become probably i mean yeah it's close to being my favorite Blink-182 album as well. Incredible album. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I, I can't see past those two records yeah. for, for me. Um, so we had Pink Floyd. Yep. We had Blink-182 and Green Day, and we had Blink-182 and Green Day. Mm. So all, all good choices, yeah, guys. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to wrap it up there. I want to say thanks to the artists who've been featured tonight um, for sending their... Um, their music into us. Um, fantastic tracks again. Uh, I want to say thanks to Glenn Maller for being here and guesting on the podcast with yeah, some won- wonderful insights um, on, on today's podcast. Um, I'm sure we'll get you back in again um, at some point, Glenn, maybe even later on in this season because yeah. that's been fantastic. Some some knowledgeable, uh, knowledge, knowledgeable chat. <laughs> it's always good to have. Um Liam will give you the uh, the blurb once more for anybody that does want to get in touch regarding this week's Graham and uh, anything else you've got to say, really, even if you want to just send some hate mail. To yeah, Liam. yeah, yeah. If you uh, <laughs> you can do that if you want. Uh, I mean, we'll put it in the sea, but uh, you know we won't look at it. Uh, I pin it all on the wall, there you go. guys. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Instagram. Anger Management Studios. You can find us on Twitter, Anger Management Pod, or you can also buy us a brew and, like I say, support the podcast in any way, shape, or form. And uh, you can also send your music to us in your preferred destination. Yeah, 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 definitely. Get, and get, also, get in. the Graham Paul, sorry, Andy. Oh, yeah, uh, there we go. Because you mentioned it, was uh, 
will you be ditching your mask? It's easy as that. You can find that Simple, poll. Simple, yes or no. Yeah, you can find that Twitter poll live uh, on our Twitter page, AngerManagePod, and just have your say and leave a comment if you want to talk more about it. I can't ditch my mask because I've never had one. Okay. What will you be doing, Liam? I'll be ditching mine. And you, Glenn? Of course. <laughs> Straight in the bin. Yeah, there but we go. There I think you go. should buy one just to get rid of it. Just, just like a ceremonial <laughs> just, yeah, burning. Yeah. But yeah, I just Brilliant. wanted to say thanks, guys, for having me on. Much appreciated. And it's, no worries. Uh, Fantastic. Been a pleasure to, to chat. Fantastic. Uh, we'll check you out again uh, next week for episode three of the Anger Management Podcast. Thanks, guys. Cheers. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you later. Bye.